0: Hey, guys, the buffoon is back. What's up, buddy? Uh, How's it going? Hey, you do know we I put this you. crap on the internet, you jerks.
1: Um, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I was blissfully aware within, like, I don't know, a whole minute uh, how much Grant was celebrating my disappearance.
1: <sighs> I, I'm not going to rat everybody, but it was a group effort for the intro. Uh,
0: yeah, you know what, though? It was definitely 100% you saying it, you jerk. Yeah. Um, I,
2: I, I might have contributed just a little bit. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I, I'm glad
0: to be back today, though. I definitely I hated that my phone disallowed me from being a part of, that makes one of us. the episode. Uh, yeah, well, you guys did fine. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, dropped a good, couple good stats in there, but uh, I'm just going to say today was a little more entertaining. Uh, you know, we did we did have a little more uh, pushback in this episode, if you will, and some good disagreement. Mm-hmm. You guys were like, ho-hum, well, you know, this was what happened. There also wasn't uh, much to debate about. Oh, sure. like, there we wasn't, didn't say anything not
3: anything wrong. Well,
0: yeah, Play you got to exact- have an antagonist here, people. That's my <laughs> yeah. job. That's what I'm here for. I just walked so- in and
4: started throwing gas. Ready to go. <laughs> and left 100% from the field.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to lock in for two hours. We had some electric championship games this weekend. Uh, in particular, Ping. one of them was ridiculous. And uh, Grant was wrong about some stuff, and I'm real excited about it. Actually, you were wrong about everything, well, and I was real excited about no, all I, of that.
1: No, I wasn't wrong about my Niners. I picked the Niners. I was upset about it, though.
0: Okay. So I wasn't mm-hmm. wrong. You were. You were you're upset okay anyway shut up uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about grant sadness and he's gonna disappear for 45 minutes in the middle of this crap uh get (laughs) come with us for the next uh, two hours as we dive into championship weekend and uh we'll get right to it let's go welcome to sports of five for february 1st
3: 2024
0: with your hosts matt novak and grant hawker well for part of the episode Welcome in everybody. Uh we are back. Or I am back. I am your I host. Pol-
1: I apologize guys.
0: Uh yeah, shut up. Uh he tried to lock me out tonight. I still made it in. I am your host Matt Novak. Uh coming back after a 1 week hiatus with me as always is Grant Hawker. What's up? And on the third mic is Jameson DeFor. Hey, yo. Uh jumping in with us for the whole episode as he has been for the last several weeks is our good buddy Mike Connor. What's up, man? Go for your Niners. Out of boy, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it because there's a lot to talk about. What an incredible weekend of football! Well, incredible Sunday
2: of football. Uh, We
0: were down to two games, so it was just one day. But uh, it was all day too. It was all day. These games were absolutely ridiculous uh, in their own right for different reasons. We're gonna hit all the stuff, get through everything, and we're gonna start with the first game. Um. I, I have a lot of thoughts, but I want to kind of run it down. If you missed this game or weren't paying attention to the details as it went, I'm going to walk it through, and then we're going to talk it through. So after a quick three and out by the Ravens, Mahomes comes out firing, connecting on three solid passes, the last of which was a 19-yard shot uh, to who else? Travis Kelsey uh, gets another touchdown uh, and uh, racks up. Uh, I think it was two catches on that first drive. Ended up getting five, by the way, in the first quarter and surpassing Mike and I's uh, GOAT receiver in postseason catches. Uh, Jerry Rice, uh, he now owns that record outright. Will continue to improve on that uh, this postseason most likely and in the future. Um, but Chiefs are up 7 nothing. The Ravens answer with a quick drive. that was highlighted um, by the Ravens going for it on fourth down from their own 38-yard line. Uh, early shocker. It was fourth and one, but early shocker did not think we were going to go all in that quick, uh, but clearly feeling the pressure of being down seven, nothing at home. They go for it. Lamar does Lamar things. 21 yard run is what that ends up being. Um, and then uh, later it gets an easy throw that puts Zay flowers into the end zone uh, from 30 yards out. It's seven to seven. Uh, the chiefs respond with classic Andy Reed football. There is no greater response from Andy Reid than to just take time off the clock and piss you off. And that is what he did uh, for 75 yards and nine minutes off the clock. Uh, and then Pacheco walks in from two yards out. I uh, got it to 14 to seven. Both teams trade possessions uh, and punts. Uh, and there's a uh, there's also a fumble that happens in there. Uh, R.I.P., by the way, to the guy that caused it in his season, Charles Omany, who uh, out with an ACL going into the Super Bowl. Sucks, um, but he did get that one done for the Chiefs and propelled them. Mike and I were big fans when he was a 49er, signed with the Chiefs in the offseason, and uh, had a heck of a season for them as well. Uh, Loftus was one that jumped on it, Mike's favorite guy that plays on that team, uh, and uh, got the recovery for the Chiefs. But, yeah, it was just a, kind of a back-and-forth and then the Chiefs do a two minute drill, get a Butker field goal right before the half. It's 17 to seven. At that point, we were all thinking the same thing. Okay. They're in control. Like they're, they're just going to walk this out. It's going to be steady the whole time. And Chiefs are probably going to win this game like 24 14, maybe 27. Uh, that is not what happened at all. Uh, the Chiefs went into the locker room and were like, hey, guys. We're just going to sit down and hold on to the ball. We're
1: going to sit on our hands literally
0: for the entire second half. And they looked at Chris Jones and Karloftis McDuffie, who had a great game, by the way, Sneed, uh, Sneed had a great game, multiple pass deflections in, the, in that second half. Uh, I don't even know why Lamar was looking anywhere. The McDuffie uh, had his hands uh, raised because that was ridiculous. Uh, he was shut down, but legitimately, they come out in the second half and the Chiefs punted the ball six times. Six. They had three three and outs. Uh, they handed think, the ball I think to Pacheco. two to open
1: the game, uh, open yeah, the second half.
0: They did two to open the second half, handed the ball to Pacheco and were just like, we don't care. We dare you to try and do anything. Um, and for the most part, you know, you saw the Ravens come out and get frustrated. Um, if it wasn't for the drama, honestly, with Zay Flowers, who made A couple of rookie mistakes. Um, By the way, uh, you can't taunt in the NFL. Uh, I think he's very aware of that now. Uh, Legitimately standing over a defender and flexing and looking him dead in the eye will get you a flag every time. Yep. And I support everybody who wants to say, uh, and this has been a huge topic of discussion the last couple days, all over Twitter, uh, all over every post that I've seen on social media. They're like, that's so ridiculous. It shouldn't impact the game, blah, 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 blah. They're like, he, he should be allowed to taunt. Hey, I don't necessarily disagree, but it's, it's 100% a rule. And he 100% broke that rule. Yep. <laughs> like, he did exactly uh, what you were not allowed to do. Um, And people were kind of losing their minds about that. Like, that's, that's ridiculous that that's costing him yards. Like, hey, he knew coming into the game, he knew what the expectation was. He did what he did. Um... And then uh, also on a later possession, I'm going to summarize a little bit here because I recognize there's not a ton of detail to go into. Uh, there is a possession that the Ravens put together, um, a pretty good possession. Uh, get it all the way down to the goal they line. Had, they
1: had two really good possessions in the, in, in they the second did. half. And both, both, of them,
0: <laughs> yep. Yep, both of them ended with turnovers, a mistake by Zay, uh, where he tried to extend the ball to the goal line. With two defenders, uh, one crashing the side, one That's, crashing at his back. That is just
1: rule number one: like you don't reach for the goal. It was just you do it. You do it on the final play to win the game, type of thing. That's when you reach, good. but like, inches it was,
0: from the goal line, yeah, it gets dude. punched out. Like inches,
1: yeah. every every blade of grass.
0: Yeah. Well, we talk about this in sports. I was talking about this with somebody uh, today at, at my job, um, and and I was saying, you know, most if not all sports are just a game of inches. Yep. football is literally defined by it there is no greater example than that and that play in particular was like it um there is they extended that ball um there was no way in the world those defenders not going for the arms as soon as they see that ball pop forward they did it and the chiefs get it don't do much I with didn't, it i didn't but even i mean ended the possession
1: you and i were watching the game but we didn't, i didn't even think that it I, I thought he crossed the plane. I'm like, oh, yeah, he crossed the plane. Initially. Yeah. Initially, initially. we both did. you yeah, yeah. were like, what are, what are we doing? What are we talking about here? And then they just flipped the camera. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh no. It's a blade of grass that's stopping. <laughs> perfect that's,
4: view of it, too. Where yeah, it it like, just, oh, yeah. there's no question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There was no doubt. You watch it, you're like, oh no. Oh yeah. no. Those are the worst I, kinds when you can just like immediately see right away that he wasn't close to crossing the plane or being yeah. down. You're like, well, that just totally deflates everything. Yep.
0: Well, and then what would happen later is Lamar trying. To play hero ball, I on a, another possession that Grant just mentioned. i you know, again the Ravens were able to move the ball down the field, I uh, and do it, uh, methodically. Pretty, and he, I think, I think easily yeah.
1: too. Like they, there were some big plays that they, that the Chiefs gave up, but when it mattered, when it
0: mattered, Lamar threw the ball into double coverage. Uh some people have called a triple. We know that it was a, a safety filling a void that made it look like triple. Um, but underthrows the ball. Uh, Chiefs get a real relatively easy interception in the end zone. So two red zone turnovers for the Ravens in the second half.
1: And if this game would have been at that the point if the a Flowers that didn't happen, it would have been fourteen or seventeen to fourteen. Yeah, like completely changed the game. And then if they. And if they go down there again and they make that one, they win this game. Like that's hundred percent the game. And
0: these were not plays that had to be made on that down a the distance. No. They weren't. Things they were on that,
1: second. They were on first down.
0: Yep. And, and so it was just forcing some issues that didn't need to be issues. I have all the confidence in the world that if Zay tucks that ball and falls down at literally the one yard line, uh, there's no way that uh, the Ravens weren't going to get in, in four tries. Yeah. I, they were moving even- the ball healthily. Uh, In a variety
1: of ways. And even worst case, you get three points with the best kicker in all of of football. And then that next drive where they go down the field, they don't. Lamar doesn't have to make try and make that throw. Right. He
0: doesn't feel that pressure that need to be a hero. And which he did. And uh, and you could tell he saw the replay from uh, the sideline, looked up and was like, "Ah, that's me. And obviously, I'm limiting his emotions because he had a lot of strong ones. But, um, you know, it it was Lamar in my opinion, being who Lamar is. Lamar is great. Uh, We're going to talk about an award that he's up for tonight, uh, a couple of them, and uh, he had an amazing season, but in the postseason, he has tried to do too much, and it resulted this time uh, in his team ending up with three total turnovers, two of which were credited to him, one especially very deservedly. I don't know if I give that fumble early completely on him. That's a pressure issue. Uh, And just, you know, trying to get away, whatever. Um, But he has tried to do a lot. And in his attempt to do a lot against good teams, has found himself compromising the possession of the ball and giving multiple opportunities to the other team when it's unnecessary. Three turnovers for the Ravens in this game. And really, we know this, Mike, the difference was zero for the Chiefs. And that, that is you know, the math of playoff football. And that is what makes Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. I 30 for 39 in this game. I goes for over 250 yards, a one touchdown, nothing flashy. Um, I will, in in terms of uh, the statistics, but made three incredible passes in this game. Two of them to Kelsey that were absolutely ridiculous. If you have not watched the highlights from this game, stop the podcast in an hour and a half. And go watch them, and uh, you you're gonna lose your mind when you see the ridiculously great job that his offensive line did. By the way, on the one where he really extended it and did that backyard flip uh, to Kelsey, um, you know it, that was tremendous. Uh, his offensive line not holding on that play is absolutely crazy. I don't know how in the world they didn't. Uh, they probably did, and the refs didn't throw the flag, right? blah blah blah. Okay, I'll feed the speculation, but. Uh, no, it was awesome, and uh, Patrick Mahomes was just steady. You know, we talk, I, I've, I spent a little time here talking about Lamar not being that when he needed to be, uh, and again, I don't want to, like, put a death sentence on some guy's career because Lamar is absolutely elite, and he proved that over the course of the season. Um, he had a great first playoff game, um, you know, and in this game, things did not go his way, but I don't want to take anything away from Mahomes, who in the first half did exactly what he's supposed to do, he scored the thrilled. points he needed to win. He got like, 17 points. I uh, did it. Um, but uh, it was boring as crap. We had 10 possessions in the second half that resulted in three points for these two well, teams. And it
1: especially this ends up being disappointing when you see the Ravens move. Like, that's like 14 points that <sighs> just born on the board. Yep. Um, the other thing, too, I think about this game of like Lamar trying to be Superman, You know all that kind of thing, we've attributed that to Josh Allen in the past but the Ravens only had six carries between their running backs with Gus Edwards and uh, Justice Hill. This was the number one rushing attack all season, and you only hand the ball to your running backs six times. That's not even enough to know even if you running if your running game has been shut down or not. Yeah. Like 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 the, the Chiefs can't even make. I mean, oh, we shut down the run the run game the run game because that's six carries. that, that that's that's not even a sample size. Yeah, to like and I, see and where the the trends are going.
0: And I know Chiefs are top five rushing defense. So
2: is Baltimore, and we'll we'll get to
0: that. But, but they were also the number moment. one
1: rushing. You're like that's their bread and butter. Right. And they completely just threw it out the window in the and, game. And and, and they absolutely
2: make- did it. in the second half. Like especially in the second, like they just stopped running the ball. Yeah. They were down seven points, and they just or or fourteen points. They just ran the ball. Well, and it yeah. points
0: the Chiefs were dropping seven. Yeah. They yeah. were they were just leaving four guys to rush and dropping seven.
1: Yeah.
2: They were, they were doing a
0: lot of what the 49ers do in their bend-don't-break, where they, they would take their two linebackers, five defensive backs, move them back five, six, seven yards, especially when the down-the-distance was six, uh, second and seven or th- uh, third and seven or higher. and Zone uh, them out and sit and react. Yeah, and would just let them be. And when you've got McDuffie and Sneed there playing like they did in this game, you can do those things. Um, but I found it just really interesting that they did abandon it And you can say, well, they were behind by 10 points, so you got to throw the ball. It's 10 points. You don't have to throw the ball. And we're going to talk about another game here in a moment um, where one team proves that you don't have to do that as much as they felt that they did. But uh, Lamar also, in a lot of this offense, as as those of us who watch Ravens games um, would know, uh, he gets to play or call one of two options often at the line and what it seemed like he did was on second and 7 uh you know second and uh 6 check into and uh pass plays and out of their standardized runs um uh, you know there was no real off tackle that happened the entire game except for when Lamar improvised uh and then uh there was the one beautifully designed uh keeper that he took when they they just put numbers on one side the Chiefs did and Lamar went okay and took off the other direction Um, but, uh, yeah, he checked out of a lot of stuff and you could kind of tell that he doesn't get that freedom all the time. Um, but he did check out of a lot of plays. I I'd heard this remark from one analyst that said he checked out 10 different times in this game It was the most that he had checked out all season. I just, from watching his vocal cues and his body language, you know, it's sometimes hard to tell if he, if he's faking things, but, uh, according to the analyst who's, Watched every single snap all year long. He said there was 10 that he counted uh, and could tell it on. And that was the most for the whole season. So it was just interesting that he put it all on his shoulders. And this is what happened. And I think, honestly, it's what we, I said, are already expected. If Lamar gets put in that position, this is what's going to happen. Uh, and you guys already mentioned it, the run game. I uh, I wanted to mention the other run game. Because while they're, the Chiefs are going... And they did chief things where they we thought this team was going to suck and maybe win a playoff game, maybe uh, comparatively. I know that's saying something where you're like, oh, they're going to win a playoff game and they suck. But <laughs> this Chiefs team has been a five AFC championships and four Super Bowls in the last five years. Six and AFC uh, championships. six, yeah, six in a row. You. Thank you. Yeah. See, I, I was one of those little things I was talking about. Um, but, uh, uh, this team has been there time and time again, six times. And, uh, uh, so it shouldn't be a shock, but we, we genuinely did think, oh man, they're just not kind of there this year. They're playing that boring, a uh, bland brand of football. And at the end of the year, they picked up a couple wins, end up 11 and six, win the division, uh, get the opportunity to host uh, a playoff game. Uh, then, you know, Wide right, as you guys uh, stated multiple times last week, happens. And then they get this opportunity. They make the most of this opportunity. They get in. um, But they ran the ball 32 times in this game. And they did not make it over 90 collective yards. The Chiefs did not. Again, I mentioned three, uh, three and outs in the second half. They also had one in the first half. Um, They offensively did not do well. And I understand they're playing the Ravens. I understand three of the four defenses this weekend uh, are in the top 5 uh in the league but I uh, was pretty concerned at how Pacheco I himself ends up with 24 carries and I correct me if I'm wrong here was it 60 62 64 yards somewhere in that range
2: yeah it was 60 something like it was almost nothing
0: does get a touchdown uh from 2 yards out but that was that was a really uninspired performance by this offense as a whole uh and I get it it's tough sledding against the Ravens, but still 32 times and you don't hit the century mark. Uh, they averaged, I believe it was 2.6 yards or 2.4 yards per carry uh, in the game. Just kind of brutal stats when you look at what they did and uh, does have a, again, cause for concern. You're going to go up against the Niners who who did surrender some yards uh, to a holy cow prepared uh, Lions offense. And uh uh, in my mind, the second best coordin- uh, offensive coordinator in the league, and we'll get to that uh, little tidbit and story uh, here as we get to the other game in a few moments. But, um, you know, that 49ers run defense in the second half, as we'll discuss, uh, pretty awesome. I, the matchup uh, against the Chiefs seems to go in their favor if they literally cannot move bodies around uh, on that offensive line. They did a heck of a job protecting uh, Mahomes. Like I said, he ends up with zero sacks, Uh, And I already gave credit to all his numbers, but I was not sacked again. And that is also part of the Andy Reid uh, prescription to healthy football. So uh, that'll be something to discuss as we do our preview next week and we look into that. Um, But from your guys' standpoint, we all picked the Ravens. How surprised are you that we're watching a rematch of a Super Bowl that took place four years ago?
4: Um... Part of me wants to say not very surprised, uh, but I was pretty high on this Ravens team. Uh, at the same time, Grant and I talked about it, and we mentioned it in our text chat too, Is like, why did we do it? Why did we pick against Mahomes this week of all weeks in the AFC Championship game? We should have known better. Um, but I think what surprised me the most is how the Ravens lost this game, and it feels like they were intimidated and scared like immediately, which is where, as you were mentioning, they just totally abandoned the run game. And that is what they do, um, and that's what allows Lamar to then take those shots down the field and make his mVP style plays is because everybody is afraid of a monstrous running game spearheaded by Lamar as well, and to just completely remove that so early on in the game it it I couldn't help but think about. The Harbaugh situation. I know Harbaugh wasn't out there, you know, making or not making plays or doing whatever. But the, I had some questions about him during the season. And yes, he put together a great regular season this year. But there are still moments where it feels like some of this stuff is leadership driven. And to completely abandon your identity at the biggest time of year with the MVP of the league, um, and to allow that to happen, even if you're no, you know you're not your primary play caller, or what have you, um, it feels like a slight indictment on Harbaugh as a coach still as good as he is. Um and so that was kind of my biggest takeaway is obviously I can see how the Chiefs win this game. Their defense was great and Patrick Mahomes probably put on his best, you know, quote unquote game manager performance. Um like I don't think there would be a better game manager performance than going thirty for thirty nine and not turning the ball over as a quarterback uh and not putting up like huge gaudy stats. Yeah two hundred and forty yards and
2: a touchdown. Yeah. Like inc- from incredibly, efficient, to-
4: incredibly efficient. Incredibly efficient. Didn't let the clock stop hardly ever, you know, going 30 right. for 39 and throwing for such few yards part uh, the middle. relative is, is pretty impressive. And so, uh, especially against that defense, you just want to kind of keep the ball moving. You want to keep the game alive. Uh, and that's where they were just able to put, put together those sustained drives. Um, but it, it really made me question the identity of that Ravens team. Um, because yeah, their defense showed up in the second half, but I think you could also say for the chiefs, that's kind of just what they wanted to do was just we got we got him where we want to. Let's just put this game away. Um and, and, and yeah, that's really what I what I think about first. Obviously Lamar is not um, you know, free of any blame here. Um, but I feel like part of that is he was kind of put in a position, even if he contributed that, to where now he feels like he needs to overextend and make some of these plays, and they just weren't there this time. So um I I do in this case my take comes from kind of the leadership, the coaching side of things, um, despite that team just kind of collapsing. Aside from the defense, the defense obviously played as well as they could have against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, but offense just wasn't there, and the identity of the team wasn't there when they needed it the most.
2: And, and to back you up a little bit on the coaching there is, is the penalty differential here was ridiculous. So you had oh, the yeah. Ravens that had eight penalties for 95 yards and gave the Chiefs five first downs the chiefs had three penalties on offense for 30 yards. So they've had three holding calls and that, so that didn't help, you know, that didn't, that didn't give the Ravens extra time with the football necessarily Mm -hmm. as much as giving Patrick Mahomes a first down with penalties. And, and, and as we say so many times, like penalties, that's, that's kind of on coaching penalties that that kind of differential in penalties is on coaching. If it's even, you're like, okay, so the, the refs are kind of, you know, calling a tight game. It's, 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 you know, Penalties are up for both teams, that's fine. But when it's really one sided, that's that's kind of coaching. You know, the team wasn't prepared. They were they felt like they were having to do extra, you know? And and going down that train of thought, I kind of listen re-listened to our podcast a little bit this last week or from last week. And I'm like, How did I pick the Ravens when I just blasted Josh Allen for <laughs> playing hero ball? And not being, and the hero ball can't win in the playoffs.
5: And, and when we knew the for identity. a fact,
2: when we knew for a fact that <laughs> Lamar Jackson was going to have to play hero ball to win this game. Right. And, and I think that's what it turns out to be is, is you see that he has a lack of support players, that he, his skill set cannot overcome that.
0: Well, is, is this a scenario of, and I think it is where and we've talked about the last two years going into our uh, both the previews for this season and last season where the Ravens did not seem to have a solidified back, uh, you know, a solidified running back there with him. And why weren't they dealing with this issue? Because it does seem to put all the pressure on the the quarterback when you don't have a guy that can make that cut and go. And I understand they were decimated uh, in back-to-back seasons by ACL injuries, but, but if you really, yeah. yeah, if you're really going into this next year and you're looking at Hill and Gus as your guys, then you're not seriously uh, considering how you lost this season, um, and uh, and why you haven't been able to get over the hump. This is the position they have to address. You you already have your future tight end, likely is is great. Uh, did a mm-hmm. great job. Uh, Mark yeah. Edwards. By the uh, sorry, I came back into that game, and I uh, did catch two balls for 35 yards. Uh, but that was clearly uh, uh, on a limited snap count, likely likely did great. You've got that. You have an offensive line. You have Roquan Smith standing next to Patrick Queen. You have the biggest secondary in the NFL. And dear Lord, they look like Philistines out there. Um, legitimately, <laughs> like, they are loaded all over the place. They get after the quarterback. They have the goat uh, kicking balls for them who's not slowing down anytime soon. They have a, incredible special teams as a whole, and that's been a trademark of this team for literally almost two decades, but they don't have a running back. They found a guy to play receiver. We we talked a lot about that, too. Zay, about they didn't have good. enough playmakers, mm-hmm. but I, I said, uh, Zay, Zay's a guy, and, and he'll yeah. learn from what just happened. Uh, dude had, like, what, 135 yards in this game or something like that? Yeah, and I think he
2: led the whole... Yeah, he, he, he was both teams. Like, it, was, it was him. Oh, I yeah. think he
0: was. Yeah, I think he was number one receiver
4: of the weekend. So yeah, like, yeah, 150. Like,
2: Kelsey had 116. So yeah, uh, Flowers had 115. Yeah. Oh, okay. But right.
4: There. Quick. Quick note on Flowers too. Like if if he doesn't make those couple of literal rookie mistakes, like we're talking about Zay Flowers as the guy who had the biggest impact to put his team into a Super Bowl potentially. <laughs> well he still had the biggest impact, Jameson. He he did just not <laughs> not in the way that we like again game of inches. Even after committing the penalty, he could have still put that Legit. ball in the end zone and we're like the Ravens might be in the Super Bowl with how that guy was
0: one played. play away. One play away from potentially putting his team in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Um you know four inches. 4 inches away from putting a team in the Super Bowl. But yeah, I think I think that's something they're going to have to address. And I know when we get into draft preview mode and we encapsulate the season, you know, in future episodes here, we're going to talk about those needs, but this has to be identified. It was the biggest issue and it's undeniable. Um, you know, and, and we'll say nice things about the Ravens in the future, especially when we talk about them in the preview episode for the draft because they don't have a lot of holes to fill, but this is one of those times where I'm going to say, hey, you're going to be drafting the end of the first round running back. It's the perfect spot. It's the yeah. perfect spot. And if they do anything else with it, um, it's going to be because they weren't able to resign some key piece. But I, And I don't know all of that with their roster off the top of my head, but genuinely, I hope that's what they do. Uh, not that I ever want my 49ers to have to play them ever again, um, but that's uh, a great team that's just missing a component, and it's obvious. So and um
2: yeah and there's something about playoffs that running quarterbacks
5: struggle and and if your quarterback is leading your team and rushing in the playoffs you do not have a good standing
2: for making the super bowl i don't think it's i don't know if it's ever really happened it's not sustainable it's it's not sustainable and and you need those playmakers around your quarterback to elevate you know we we always like are they a truck or a trailer for the quarterback or are they the leader you know, Mahomes is able to elevate the players around him, but he's, Pacheco's a dude, right? Yeah. Like, we've all recognized that. Yep. Kelsey's a guy. Ray Rice has become a guy this year. Um, Valdez has come on late, right? We know he was a number two, three receiver already in Green Bay, and he's come on late, showing, like, he's still got some of it. But you go look at uh, Gus Edwards, he's not the guy. Zay no. Flowers? Okay, he's a guy. But who are the, Aguilar? Okay. No. A uh, Hill? Okay. <laughs> O'Dell Beckham Jr.? Washed. No, he's not. Hill like, is a
4: great third down back.
2: No, great. yeah, yes, yes. But he's not like the yeah. guy. I did like. You know?
4: no. I did like Hill's touches in that game. I wish he would have yeah, he got did. more opportunities, but he was made yeah, a great athletic catch in that game. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and and so yeah, you is, have
2: you have a good number 3 there, but you don't have like if if Dobbins is is healthy all year long, then maybe we're having a different conversation.
3: <sighs> right.
2: Like, but if because he's yeah. never been Like, and we knew that going into the season, he's never been healthy.
0: You just got to address it. They got, they do have contracts coming up in the backfield. I think both Gus and Dobbins. So you, you've got to deal with this stuff and you got to figure it out moving forward. Um, but you know, it, it will touch on the chiefs a ton next week. So I want to make sure that we dive straight into our other game. I don't want to get too deep in the episode and not hit what was the most ridiculous NFC championship, um, uh, this is in my mind and I'm, and I'm, I understand it could sound like I'm speaking from fandom here. This is the perfect, perfect. Uh, I follow up to last year's NFC championship game. Last year's NFC championship game was over five minutes in. It yes. was over, uh, you know, Brock Purdy goes down with the UCL tear. Um, 49ers seemingly don't have a quarterback, uh, you know, Josh came in. Josh Johnson came in. He played two series after. Two possessions, and he's done. Um, And so the 49ers literally played half that game without a quarterback. And I think the NFC owed us this. And and as football fans, the NFC owed us what happened on Sunday. I want to run it through because this, if you watch the first game, if you're an East Coast listener, I have a good buddy uh, who listens to this show all the time. His name's Todd. Uh, and I've mentioned him here before. He he got to watch a quarter and a half of the NFC championship. And he's got to get up early. He delivers lace chips for a living. And so he's got an early morning route. Got to get out there like 4 a.m. And so he went to bed uh, over there in Indiana. He woke up and he's like, I turn on my phone. I walk into the bathroom to get ready. I set it on the counter. I hit ESPN because I want to see what the final score was. And my jaw hit the ground when I saw that the 49ers had won 34 to 31. Uh so here's how it happened, everybody. I I watched the the first couple possessions here and and lost my mind. I was uh, I was in the car and I'll just give myself a story. Um I my wife's driving out in the middle of nowhere. We were heading to this place, go do a thing, and I was gonna have the game on my iPad the whole time, which is what happened pretty much. I saw that first touchdown and I didn't just get nervous. I felt defeated. Uh, Cause what happened in the first possession by Detroit, uh, it was, they scored on three plays. Jameson Williams ran it in from 42 yards out. Uh, Terrible uh, tackling. uh, Just horrible tackling. 49ers defense got beaten every which way. Uh, Cut back into the middle after going outside and just ran straight in the end zone. Uh, Jair Brown, Jumping, couldn't, got a little bit of the the shirt under his jersey. Uh, couldn't stop him, and uh, Williams with a heck of a run. Um, And then the 49ers on their first possession get the ball back. They go 45 yards in five minutes, and Jake Moody misses a 45-ish yard field goal. He's been a little susceptible, especially uh, on some of the higher yardage ones as a rookie. Uh, really good percentage overall for a rookie, but I uh, missed that one, and um, and then Detroit gets the ball there at the 30 yard line. They come out swinging run game and golf torch the Niners and the five minute drive of their own. And then Montgomery walks it in from the one yard line to make it 14 to nothing. At that point, I already want to just turn it off. Like I'm like, this is going to be brutal to watch. I, I see it. The Niners have no defensive answers. They look com- completely. I'll use the word discombobulated uh, out there. Like, I'm watching Nick Bosa do things that I have never seen Nick Bosa do, crashing in on plays, getting himself blocked by tight ends that weigh 20 pounds less than him that have no business being able to block him uh, and forcing him to the inside, just destroying the boundary on the wide side. I mean, just stupid stuff that the 49ers do not do. And I'm like, this is over. Well, the Niners get the ball and get a long drive going. Uh, Christian McCaffrey does what Christian McCaffrey thinks, runs the ball in 14 to seven. Okay. Well, defense is still playing like garbage though. So uh, they need to make some stops, but that was it for the Niners in the first half. Uh, they did not make stops. Uh, Brock Purdy throws an interception, leads to a Gibbs 15 yard score. Bladgley hits a field goal. Niners are down 24 to seven and I'm done. I am completely done. Turn, turn the phone off. Didn't, didn't know what was going on during halftime. Told uh, my wife, I was like, let me know if they start playing football again. I might watch it. And I am just freaking done. But then, the Niners come out of the half, knew they were getting the ball. Uh, they go down the field uh, pretty well. Uh, end up in a third and longer than they should have scenario. Don't convert. Uh, kick a field goal. Then comes the decision on the next possession that I believe will haunt Dan Campbell
1: to his grave. Unless they won a Super Bowl.
0: Unless someday he wins a Super Bowl, but still, still this one cost him his first opportunity. Sure. Um, Because what happened, uh, was, in my mind, is unforgivable in the NFL. Uh, the Lions are at the 28-yard line of the 49ers. They've got, uh, for Bladgley, a pretty chip shot, you know, early 40s yard kick, uh, about a 43-and-a-half yarder. Um, and, uh, you know, no big deal here. Uh, they look poised to just knock that through. Dan Campbell does what Dan Campbell does though. He rolls the music city a dice and just goes for it. And, oh my gosh, I don't know why uh, I really don't. I think at that point you can't say, oh, this is who we are. That bit you in the butt against I the Cowboys. I would actually,
4: I would actually push back on that one.
0: Oh, you go ahead, but they're not playing football anymore, Jameson.
4: Well, I I, I understand, but they were 75% on the season, 15 of 20 on fourth and three or less. Whereas Badgley was one of the worst kickers in the league from that 40 to 49 yard. He was making 45%. He was nine for 20 in that range. And so all things considered, he was worse than Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. He was 45%. Badgley was at that range. And so Absolutely, it was
2: not good this year.
4: If we're playing the like the literal math, not even just like that the crazy analytics to say, go for it. You have an offense that gets the yards on fourth down more often than your kicker makes that kick. So to me, all the fourth down stuff in this game was a no brainer. It was an execution issue, not a decision making issue. His biggest flub for me was running at the very end of the game, three timeouts, a minute left on the goal line, not getting it, having to waste a timeout because nobody ever gets onside kicks. That is like impossible well, punch, basically. punch that part
0: back in, punch that part back in when we get there. But in, in this game, it came down to, uh, you know, there's, there's two possessions we're going to talk about that were key. And that's, uh, and and that's near one of them, but one for three on fourth downs. And, uh, and when, and, and I'm just going to say very kindly this is freaking football 101. I understand what Badgley's numbers are. Um, I, I knew that he wasn't like perfect or anything, but at the same time, you have perfect weather. You have very little wind. I imagine that he missed a couple of those kicks outside, when he was playing outside a Dome. Um, and genuinely, there was, there's no reason when you're up like this to do things like that. It makes sense when you're Lamar Jackson and you're, you're already down points uh, at home. Against, you know, quarterback that's won two MVPs and two Super Bowls already. Uh, it makes perfect sense then. But when you've got that lead and you can make this a three-score game again, which is a quick little, I don't, I, I, there is no football IQ in me. I understand the analytics. I understand the percentage. There's nothing in me as a, as a coach. And I understand it's easy for me. to sit there with an armchair quarterback kind of mentality. I'm a guy talking to a microphone that doesn't make these decisions for a living. But dude. Is football 101. It really is. So that's me. Um, but I think when. Hey, uh, Matt,
2: just yeah. real quick. I, I let you
5: just Andy Reid and Bill Belichick kick that field goal. All day. And like Super Bowl winning coaches take points in
4: the playoffs. They also do have like Vinatieri and Goskowski and Bunker.
2: <laughs> yes, I, I understand it. But
4: yeah, that's I, fair I too. get that.
0: That's fair, um. too. You're not wrong about percentages. You're not wrong about the take. It's, it's, it's a decent take. I'm not, I'm not saying, this is not me going, Jameson doesn't know what he's talking about, everybody. I recognize the take. And I've heard, and I'd heard some of the numbers. I hadn't heard the percentage, but I, I'd i heard people pick apart Badgley on the on the distance. I just, at the end of the day, that's football 101. You have a healthy kicker. um, Who did make field goal in this game, by the way. Um, But, like, you have that there. Why not? Why I not just, think just if Josh
4: three Reynolds catches the ball that's right there for him? Well, there's it's not that. A conversation to be had. And we'd be saying he got him here with the aggression, they continued the aggression and it got him to the Super Bowl. So, sure. I'm more critical it's a of the execution call, right? than I am anything Dan Campbell did, like I said, besides the very end of the game.
0: Well, the what happens after that is the 49ers immediately take the ball and Brock Purdy decides uh, he's got one-on-one in a matchup that they liked. Ayuk against a certain defender whose name is eluding me right now, and I I forgot to write it down. My bad. Um, And the luckiest catch that I've seen in a while, I'm not taking away from Brandon Ayuk's effort, but still a freaking lucky catch. Bounces off defender's helmet. Ayuk extends himself. And uh, I will say, how was that not the play of the week? How does Lamar's batted pass that he ends up catching and running? How's that number one over Ayuk? Like, if you're just talking about like full on difficulty and ridiculousness, Ayuk wins that one.
2: East coast bias. There you
0: go. Thank you. Thank you. Throwing it out there. Uh, (laughs) Defending all of us West coasters here,
4: but Ayuk catches a 51 yard pass from Brock Purdy. Uh, That's when I knew they were winning the game, by the way, as soon as that happened, I was like, like, Oh, well they're winning the game.
0: (laughs) The script, the script has come through. Uh, (laughs) This is exactly the momentum shifter. I, I honestly, w- when we got the stop, I I said out loud, I was like, here we go. Here we go. Like, that's our th- our defense got to stop. Uh, you know." And, and I'm like, I don't understand why they didn't kick it. I'm saying that out loud, too. But I'm like, here we go. I, I felt that shift. Uh, but yeah, it was confirmation. I mean, I felt that affirmation, if you will, uh, not to be overly spiritual about it. But I felt that, <laughs> that affirmation from the football gods that this is what is going to happen. The 49ers walk it in. Uh, right after that one. And we're looking at 24 to 17 rather than 27. I, uh, <clears throat> sorry, 27. I did that twice. <laughs> I hate it when my voice does that. That was super fun. Um, <laughs> rather than 27 to seven. I uh, and the, uh, and then the best thing ever as a 49er fan happens in the ensuing possession. I. Uh, Lions get the ball back. They go back to doing what they were doing. Hey, we're just going to solidify ourselves in the run game. We're going to keep it moving. And on the first play, handed off to Jameer Gibbs. He goes up the middle. Uh, Mr. Gibson, who has been a revelation for the 49ers at at, uh, safety, comes running up, punches the ball out. Uh, Eric Armstead immediately falls on it. All of a sudden, literally, it's just air has been put back into the 49ers um, and you can just feel it coming. And it was just a matter of a few plays, 49ers score again. And we're looking at a tie game at 24-24 um, there. And in in 12 football minutes, 12 football minutes, we went from a 24-7 decimation of a team to a tie football game in just 12 football minutes. I know we've seen, you know, the Patriots uh, in the Super Bowl do things like this. We've seen teams over the years. I. I'm thinking about that Houston Chiefs game uh, in the playoffs. Uh, we've seen those kind of momentum swings happen and craziness that goes on in football, but this was clearly one of those moments. Uh, and it definitely took me back. And then you're just like, man, all right, now we got football. Like, let's go. At the three minute marker in the third quarter, uh, this starts walking out. And uh, the Lions, I go three and out on an ensuing possession. I. Uh, And the Niners tack on a field goal after a seven-minute drive uh, that brought them from two minutes left in the third all the way down to just uh, under 10 minutes in the fourth. And now they lead 27-24 for the first time in the game. Then Dan Campbell rolls the dice again on a fourth and three from San Francisco's 30, uh, which I understand that's a little bit more no man's land. And I I was actually looking at it like, I know it's a two-yard difference, but you're a little closer to no man's land. And if uh, you're feeling the same things, and and I won't rehash the conversation. I get it to an extent, um, but uh, they took took another shot uh, to a Ra, doesn't connect. And the Niners uh, made them pay with another scoring drive. This time it's a four and a half minute drive. Uh, it was an incredible effort uh, by one 49er. I'll mention in a moment, uh, Elijah Mitchell ends up getting a short rushing touchdown with three minutes left. To give the Niners uh, the deciding score and a 10 point lead. Uh after that, the thing that Mike and I hate most in football uh, comes into play. Uh, mm-hmm. Lions get the ball back and the Niners go into prevent, which is our least favorite defense. I was waiting for far. the text
4: as soon as I saw that's what they were doing. I was <sighs> like, I'm going to hear from them here any moment.
0: Yeah. Oh, there is. It's and, the and worst the thing
4: to have to yeah. watch because you know that
0: that other team's going to get yards and you know your defense is good. And you're like, man, can we just please can we just. Ah, do what we it's do like right the now. the worst
4: surrender, weird surrender thing, like, in sports to me. Right. It's like, we're winning, so we're going to let them, like, have a chance to get some momentum here late game and make it maybe a little tricky. It's
0: and at weird. this point, after after the, the Lions just murdering the 49ers in the first half 24-7, I mean, you have to look up the scoreboard and go, holy crud, the Niners have scored 27 unanswered points. I guess, like why can't we just keep doing what we're doing is what's going on in my head. Like, why can't we do that? Um, But you got to think too, uh, that defense has been out there uh, for, you know, we're at double digits in terms of the number of drives at that point. Um, And uh, your legs start to go, you get tired. I know they're excited, but you get tired and it's like, Hey, let's just back it up a little bit. Let's not do anything crazy. Hopefully a lot of time comes off the clock and we get there little over two minutes did come off the clock, but the Lions end up scoring um, and do get that, that touchdown uh, to bring them within three points. Uh, the As we know, and I'll let you reference it here, I'll let you reference what you wanted to, Jameson, and bring it back on the coaching decisions there with the timing, but I um, uh, hear in just a moment, but then uh, the, the Lions have no choice but to go for the onside, um, pretty decent onside kick.
2: Uh, it was super close. It was so close to that ten yard.
0: Uh and and uh but the lions do make contact with the ball inside the the ten yard zone, uh though Kittle did jump on it uh for the 49ers and uh recover, but it was whew, it was way too close for comfort on a possible recovery for the Lions. Brock uh, Brock Purdy's able to come in, take some knees and uh get us out of the game. Uh before we jump into Dan Campbell stuff and what's gonna happen with Detroit, I'm gonna say this. We've been hearing the same terms said about one guy. It was literally the conversation for however many weeks. And I said Brock Purdy's name for just the second time in all the things that I've said so far uh, just a moment ago. But Brock's big second half was incredible. Uh, he went 13 for 16, 164 yards, gets the one touchdown to Ayuk. Uh, but what impressed myself, and I think everyone uh, that watched this game, was his poise in the pocket and how he won the game with his feet. He scrambled for 51 yards in the second half and on three key plays that led to scores on three different drives in that half, uh, the last of which was at, uh, was at 449 in the game, or with the game on the line on a third and four at the Detroit 49-yard line, and he took it 21 yards. That's the replay everybody's been seeing, uh, him sneaking through the line and just taking off, going one-on-one with Anzalone, um, you know, the linebacker, making a quick juke to the outside, knowing he had a ton of space out there because they had ran a deep route uh, on the right side and he just took all of it right in front of C.J. Gardner-Johnson, which uh, for me as a 49er fan was uh, super appreciated that that's who uh, I got to tap him on the back uh, when he got, got all that kinds of out. sweet
2: vibes from that one for sure. Oh, it was
0: real nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, B- Brock literally went out there and got this one for us. I understand that throw... Uh, that hit a, a Detroit defender. The, if you want to go at him for taking the shot and uh, misplacing that ball just a little bit long, I get it. If you want if you want to, but you cannot deny what the dude did with the game on the line and the ball in his hand. He absolutely went out there and won a football game for the 49ers. Credit to the 49ers defense for making a couple of stands, getting the big fumble um, and and contributing significantly to the momentum shift of the game. But uh. That dude is if he is, he's the best game manager in the league. That was I wouldn't ridiculous. even call him
4: a I wouldn't even call him a game manager. I think there's like a difference between being like a system guy and a game manager guy. There you and go. And he he's more just like within the Shanahan system, but the thing I wanted to highlight for uh that you had mentioned here is like the scrambles were tremendous. In the second half, I believe it was like six first downs. And you just that's just backbreaking if you're a defense, especially for my guy that you Maybe you want to call him sneaky, athletic, whatever. He's not a guy that's known for that, but he has made those plays throughout the season. And yeah. obviously, at the biggest moments when they needed him here, he was able to do that, uh, which, funnily enough, is exactly the kind of thing that was missing with a guy like Jimmy G, who was like the system quarterback for them. But as soon as there was any pressure, he didn't have any ability to roll out and make a play like Purdy did. He hit check on the sideline there, rolling out to his left. And then obviously, like the big scramble uh, for 21 yards close to the end there. That the that never Jennings. happens with Jimmy G in that oh, situation. Yeah. You can you know put Jimmy G back there and hope that he can make all of those short passing game plays for you, but he's not. As soon as anything goes off script, I mean we we've seen it a million times. What what happens when he does that? So uh, yeah. to me, that second half performance, first half wasn't looking so great from him. And yeah, sure, yeah. you know if you want to pick him apart, you can say that deep shot uh, is definitely a luck thing. But there's luck everywhere. I mean, if anything, this is Ever your. Get- this yeah. is your guys' payback for dropping the pick against us in the NFC Championship game. With Stafford slung it down there, hit him right in the chest. This is like your redemption that, moment for that. That unnamed like, no. individual will never be forgiven. Exactly. That's why. I, that's why I wasn't going to to say any names here. Um, but you know, it. I I would be hypocritical to criticize somebody for that same thing when my team directly, you know, uh, was in that situation a couple years ago and resulted in us having a comeback off of a drop pick. Um, and, and you guys were able to capitalize that also. But yeah, I, I think Purdy was great in the second half of the game here. Uh, he definitely deserves all the credit. Uh, there's still some concerns, like you'd hope you don't find yourself in that situation next week or not next week, in a couple of weeks playing the team like the Chiefs. I'll, bro, um, I'll have
0: a full-on coronary if this happens again.
4: Yeah, <laughs> like, like it. yes, it's good to see we can come back. And we saw it with, with Green Bay to an extent. We now saw it this last week with the Lions. Knowing that you can do it, is good because uh you no, know, not to go back to the Ravens game too much, but the Ravens were beating teams. They were not trailing teams ever. As soon as that team trails, they couldn't come back. And, you know, it kind of makes sense. We didn't actually see them do that. So it's good to see them do it, but it's not necessarily what you would want to see. Um, But uh, I was, I was really impressed by him. That was probably my biggest takeaway of the game was second half Brock Purdy, just keeping the ball out of their hands, making the plays with his legs when he needs to. And, you know, yeah, you want to call him a game manager. He did manage that second half of the game, but I wouldn't just call him a game manager. I think he's just a, a good fit for the system and can make you know a play here at when you need to, which is really all you need with this team. And- he had,
0: of those 10 completions, he had three of them that uh, that went under seven yards in the second half. Uh, that was another thing that stood out. He was able to, I think at angles, because uh, one of the things that's really stood out to me between the Ravens game, uh, the Packers game, and this one earlier, um, is that defensive lines have figured out if we just clog the middle with our hands, that dude's short and he cannot get the ball over us. <laughs> yeah. uh, he doesn't have those big long arms. He doesn't have that big stature. Um, but he was able to get outside the tackles with a lot of those throws, and there were some great passing lanes created in the second half for him um, where he was able to finally push the ball downfield uh, accurately. And, uh, you know, again, 10 for ten for 13, one of those was a drop. Um, you know, and then uh, just two incompletions uh, for that, really, uh, for that entire second half by him, it was a it was a borderline flawless. Again, we won't pick apart the the one throw. Uh, when you take a shot, you take a shot sometimes, and that's what it was. But uh, yeah, I was just super pumped in it. And I think what's really cool is we we've been talking about hero ball tonight, and you've got two quarterbacks that can play hero ball and have already proved that. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that's exciting. And I'm not trying to put Brock on on uh, Mahomes' level. I, I totally understand. One of those guys was twice an MVP and uh, twice a Super Bowl, you know, and has been a Super Bowl MVP and genuinely deserves all the accolades. Um, but Brock has proved that he can play in these key moments uh, against really good football teams. Um, what's funny, as we were all looking at the stats for this game uh, and watching what happened, this was a tale of two halves, but literally almost identical performances in those halves by by the separate teams. The Lions in the first half with their offensive production and defensive shutdown of the 49ers, the same thing for the 49ers against the lions in the second half, the Niners just getting that field goal differential, uh, which is going to be the tale of this game forever. Um, You know, in the second half that made it uh, it happen for them. Uh, But like you look at total yards are separated by what less than 30, I think for the entire game. Um, You know, I know Mike, you got a couple things to hit on here, but these quarterbacks are separated by seven yards. Uh, you know, I think Goff had five more completions than Brock did, but uh they were separated by six or seven yards, something like that. Uh they ran for almost identical yards in terms of team rushing. Both quarterbacks sacked twice in this game. Uh Bosa, by the way, coming through and getting two in the first half for uh for the Niners. Uh Aiden Hutchinson did not get a sack in this game, but his team did get two. Uh both teams turned the ball over once. Um, I mean, you could just keep rolling out stats. I think one team had three penalties. The other one have two or they have four.
2: Yeah, it, it was it was three for the Niners, two for and it was like 20 yards penalties and 15 yards in penalties, which like, love it, that, it was similar way. all the way. Yeah, it is similar all the way down. Everything yeah. is like everything was
0: separated by four, I think. Um, yeah, and I think they had either rushing or passing was the exact same number. If I remember right, something like that. I don't know. It was yep. it, it's it was just hilarious how all all this stuff was so close together and similar it really was like a complete football game i um, as a 49er fan one of my favorite games that i've watched my team play uh it was just the worst two quarters and then the best two quarters um you know in a back to back sequence and it was awful <laughs> to go through in terms of emotions but um I probably have not had that big of a smile on my face as a 49er fan in a long, long time. That was pretty
4: awesome. And Grant, by the way, definitely jinxed it. Gotta say, Yes, it. he did.
1: How? How did I jinx it? Explain to me how I jinxed it because I sent a, an emoji with a smiley face. Yes, you did. How was that a jinx? And, I didn't the, say anything. And the
0: Lions, That's what You, if- you
1: don't. I didn't, I didn't say anything. Bro. I literally smiled.
0: Uh I mean that's, it was a smiling face. Was he wasn't he cooking was, his hands the, a little yeah, bit? The, the little guy the in there, he's devious, cooking yeah, hands, like, the yeah. devious smile face <laughs> when the lions are up ahead. Because we like, know oh, that's no. what you
4: were doing. We know that's like, no, what I you, you not were do physically that. doing. That's a
1: hundred percent what I was doing, yeah.
4: Uh-huh. But I, yeah. I kid you
2: not, I sent my buddy who's a Dallas Cowboys fan <clears throat> a text uh in our in another group message, and I was all like, I guess now I know how you feel you felt this postseason. And not like fifteen minutes later, I'm all like, "Well, never
3: mind." <laughs> <laughs> it <Jinxy, Hey>, dude.
1: <laughs> I, I I reject the title that I jinxed it. I did not jinx it. All I did was smile. To all Seahawks See, fans that listen to I this, I was granted this to
4: you, not saying anything because I knew because yeah. I've done this before myself with the Niners, where I'm like, "All right, let's go, baby." Finally, and then guess what? The Rams lose like nine games in a row to the Niners <laughs> in the regular season. <laughs> it's just. I I don't see, just, and you I'm, guys know this. I'm, I'm pretty quiet
1: because I never said a word. So uh, well, you you did though. No, I didn't. were the only one that sent screen. a text? Yeah, a and just that's just the only text I sent words. all day. What are you talking about?
4: <laughs> you you were the only one that said anything.
1: No, Jameson was like these these Lions rookies are cooking or something. Yeah, like yeah that's that.
4: that's analysis.
1: That, and, yeah, and, it and, it wasn't
4: it wasn't this greedy like, <laughs> and they and they were at the time they were like LaPorta and work. gibbs were just like ripping and i was smiling and Hutchinson was at all up time. in their face i i may have thought
0: about all of the ways that i wanted to harm you when i saw that text message me but yeah i may have thought of those things i was like you know i can take your smile and <laughs> like <laughs> i may have thought all those thoughts now i will say sometimes shoot with-
4: <laughs> and like if you can get the slander in early and then it goes in your favor like it's even better so oh, it is yeah. I, better i respect the gumption but there I there is a yeah. um, I'm a believer I, in I, okay. Jinx.
1: You know, it, it's, it's okay. You know what? I don't care because I mean you know, I'm, me, me and Grant feel pretty no. good about, about
4: so, the Super Bowl, I think. So, so I yep. do
0: no I do wanna say I do wanna say though, uh, Grant and I um I, I think Jameson knows him as well, but there is a there is a intern that listens to our podcast at times who is famous for making uh comments on social yeah, media in we the we middle of games. Any, if we wanna you wanna could see, throw this guy under a bus all day long. Uh, because he says the exact opposite of whatever happens on social media, like way too early. he will say it after a play. Oh dude. Like he, he a hundred percent. He always. always is wrong. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like sometimes, like if he says something, you're like, holy cow, the other team's going to win.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like it, it is. was the Broncos got back to like 500 and it was they yeah, to make called the to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, well, you went
0: playoffs first. And I was like After they were a game
1: below 500 then they hit 500 and it was yeah. they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um I mean it's it's <laughs> it's crazy. So he
0: has the worst jinx. Yeah. I want him to say nothing nice about my team ever.
1: No, I'm gonna, I'm going to text him and be like yeah. you need to you need to need a, Look at these
0: 49ers. Oh look, no, no. The football gods know it's going to be a jest. They know. The football gods know. Uh they're they're not going to agree football with football
1: Patrick Mahomes. So
0: well, I mean <laughs> He's a really really good game manager right now. Dude, that was, I started, people were throwing (laughs) that out today, and I'm just like, it was literally, who's a better game manager? And I'm like, can we just burn this term? Are you kidding me? Mahomes threw for 50 stinking touchdowns in a season and won an MVP. Like, what are we doing with this stupid title? Like, if you just have an okay game, you're a game manager now? Well, and that's,
1: again, like, you don't don't turn the ball over. Our brains are broken to what? what a good quarterback is. And I was like, you have to throw 50 touchdowns and throw for 5,000 yards. Otherwise you're never a good quarterback. Uh, It's, it's so Um, freaking ridiculous.
2: Tom Brady in an interview, I think it was just in the last two days. He literally said, you play the game you need to play to win. Mm -hmm. No matter what that looks like. And he pointed back to the San Francisco green Bay Packers game a couple years back where they literally threw the ball like eight
5: times.
0: Or they his own like game where yards. he ha- where where uh, where he handed the ball off. I think it was thirty nine or forty times in a game.
5: Yeah,
4: um,
0: and they and
4: they won. Like, Tom Brady yeah, knows like how to you, be a game manager. He threw one touchdown pass <laughs> in the first Super Bowl run in its entirety because that defense was so monstrous. Bingo! Come they on, the best, they had the best kicker at the time. Yes, they did. You, you so, Play like,
2: the game the way you need to play it to win. Yeah, and and that's it. And and going back to Brock Purdy a little bit in this game, especially like. And and you know we just hand talked bad about uh, Lamar Jackson having to play hero ball. We talked about why the Bills lost is because Allen had to play hero ball. The difference here is when you have a quarterback that never has to play hero ball, and then when he has to, he goes ahead and for a game or half a game, takes his team, puts them on his back, and says, "You know what? I got you this time because you've got me here." The other fifteen games we've played or whatever. That's different than. Literally, Lamar Jackson having to be the guy the entire season or or Allen having to be the if he if Allen's not the guy, yeah. they don't make the playoffs. Right. And, and that's a different mentality. Right. And so so you want a quarterback to rise to the occasion when he has to. But even you're looking at Mahomes right now, you're like, yeah, Mahomes, like his numbers were OK. He this wasn't
1: probably, like you just look at his season. It's probably statistically he, the, the worst nah, season he's had. Yeah, it is the worst. But season.
2: He did yeah, everything but he had to do to be here. Right. Yep. And he didn't, there There was a couple of games where he kind of, he played that hero position. Like he came in, like I need to win this for my team. And he was able to do that a couple of times. And, and he and would have great. done it. You guys,
0: you guys said that last week, he would have done it if it doesn't go yeah. wide, right. And they tie that game. There's no way. Yeah.
1: He's going to march down the field. And there was so he's, much time left. Yeah.
0: I forget there, which was- one you guys dropped. it. You're like, he's done this in 13 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like he Against can the absolutely do it team. again. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he he absolutely can. Brock absolutely can. You've got two top five defenses right now that are going to beat the living crud out of each other in two weeks. You have uh stud running backs. Uh, you know I think one team clearly has the 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 better of the two, but you have an incredible young running back in Pacheco. Um, you have finally. I mean, uh, the the Chiefs figured out as long as uh, Kadarius Tony doesn't take the field, uh, the receiving core is actually pretty decent. Um, Seems you like have. It. You have two of the top 10 well, greatest the- tight ends of all time playing uh, in this game. You've, you've got guys on the outside that are top five, top six at their position at corner. You've got defensive ends and double digit sacks. You've got all the components and it could still come down to those two guys in the fourth quarter um, and either one could get it done. I've, I think this is a great Super Bowl matchup. I think there are things that
1: was the worst Super Bowl matchup. Everybody wanted lions. Oh, I understand.
0: No, but, but I mean, from the football
2: perspective,
0: uh, I, and don't get me wrong. I was NFC all the way. Didn't care. Uh, That's where I was at. I was NFC all the way. This is probably a nightmare scenario for someone like Grant, um, who wants both of these teams to lose. No, I,
1: I honestly, uh, I want, I just, I want the chiefs to win just because like, so much. So. Cause you just, cause
0: I, cause I took five minutes and said the Seahawks uh, lost and your team sucks. Well, on I'm it. just
1: surrounded by Niner fans too. And everywhere I go, my personal life, my work life, like every, everywhere I'm like, I, I won't be able to handle it.
0: Oh, well I'm not going to be that guy.
1: You, uh, you literally were that guy like four weeks ago. In the I was having the fun with you for one episode and I and I will always remember it. <laughs> always remember it.
0: Uh, you called me a buffoon last week and we're going to talk about that at the end of this episode That's fine. Uh, or in the recap at least. But I uh, legit like I am I, I'm super excited for this Super Bowl. I think this is the epitome of what you want. You want teams that are striving for greatness. You want really good teams that deserve to be here. And I and I think you would have gotten that regardless of which of these four teams had won the two respective games. I really do. Um, But I think that the Lions defense uh, showed itself to be the weakness we knew it was. Yep. I think that Lamar Jackson showed himself to be the weak, have a weakness that we know he has, and that the Ravens have that gap that we talked about already. And I think you literally did get the two most Super Bowl ready teams one with the roster and now a quarterback who's risen to the occasion, and the other with a uh, two time MVP who's already been here twice and is trying to establish a dynasty in the Midwest. And I think that's just an awesome story. I think it should be. A, a a great game. I saw the over under right now is at about 47 and a half. Makes perfect sense. We're looking at a 24, 23. I think that if a team gets to 27 points, they win that game. In my initial just thought process is analysis. Um, and I, both teams could do it. I think the 49ers are more equipped to get to the points. They're currently of the one, one and a half point favorite, depending on what and book you're looking Uh, Yeah, I think it's one and a half today. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens over the next week. They're both healthy teams, uh, other than o- o- Omenihu going down uh, for the Chiefs this last week, uh, which is a loss. Uh, that guy's been starting opposite Karloftis um, and a, a really solid defensive line. That's a loss for sure. But uh, outside of that injury, they're very healthy teams, and uh, this is going to be a great Super Bowl. All that said, I want to transition over because we are going to go into awards season this next week. We got some stuff to hit. But uh, before we get to the Super Bowl, I want to talk to you guys about some former quarterbacks uh, and give you this week's trivia. So I'm going to hit that real quick. I got just two questions. Grant accuses me all the time of trying to bring the 49ers in the trivia. That was also Uh, Jameson,
1: by the way. Cool. Jameson started that. I looked at all
0: my questions and proved you guys wrong in my own head, but it's fine. Uh, I'm not going to bring it up because I I got a little petty about that. Um... But uh, I didn't I didn't tell you what the percentages were, okay? I didn't even do that. I uh, I know them, but I'm not going to say them. Uh, <laughs> no the uh, the first question that I've got for you guys tonight, uh, for all three of you, you get a I uh, you get a wrong guess, you're out. Um, Patrick Mahomes won his second Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl whatever the crud that number. I hate, by the way, that we're still doing Roman Roman numerals. numerals. Yeah, like- freaking. Fifty-seven. I know it's fifty-seven.
4: I keep, forget year. the L last is. Year.
0: Yeah, I forget the L is fifty sometimes. Um, but fifty-seven against the the Philadelphia Eagles, he became the first player to win NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same year since. Can you name the year and the player?
5: Wait, year was won the MVP player. last year.
0: To win NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same year since. Last year he did not win MVP.
5: Yeah, I know that. So uh, Grant was asking. Yeah, so then that that, that question. Sorry, I'm. Um, this is
0: okay. I'm, i must have con- deconstructed. So when he won it, uh, the first time.
1: First, okay.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that was like
0: my bad. Yeah, nope, it was doing my bad. Thing I was like, uh, when a he won it the first time in the 2020, uh, he won the uh, that year 19 to 20. He won the MVP and he won the Super Bowl MVP.
4: Okay.
5: Um, who? Uh, who else has done that? Yeah, who? Uh, who was the last Recently. person to do it, and in what year? Oh gosh. I'm trying to
1: think of MVPs. Like like Matt Ryan won MVP, didn't win the Super Bowl.
5: This uh, is modern
4: era. I know you guys are always curious about that part. Modern era.
1: Um I'm trying to think. Cam Newton won MVP, didn't win Super Bowl.
4: It wasn't the Rams Super Bowl, obviously.
5: Right. Um who
4: was it? It wasn't Tom didn't win league MVP when they went with the Bucks. Which I guess would have technically. No. Um, Did he win it? Did that was he afterwards, win? anyways.
1: I'm trying to think of the years of that, because I feel like Tom would be an 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 answer. So they won the, the the first the first one they they won after like their ten year gap was against the the Seahawks. Should have run the ball. That's 2014. I don't know. I don't know if he won.
4: Uh, was Was Tom League MVP the Eagles' year? No, passed, I don't think so. Or was he MVP a year when they beat the Rams? But he, was an MVP he wasn't MVP, though. Julian Edelman, Julian yeah, he Edelman won Super Bowl yeah. MVP that year, so we got to keep going back. Because the only
1: year that he, he got Super Bowl MVP in the, in the last little bit that he could have won MVP is that, that, that uh, Seahawks-Patriots one. I don't think Tom Brady ever what did
4: What about 28-3? I, I don't think he got both. You don't think he got 28-3? 23 no, MVP?
2: I, no, no, I, I don't think he got league MVP and NFL yeah, MVP in the same year. I don't think year. I don't think Brady did. I think so it's one of the things he didn't. For get. For
0: anybody trying to guess at home, uh, they're of the understanding and they are correct that because uh, I'm listening to the dialogue that it is a quarterback who did this, and that's absolutely true.
5: Yeah, it has to be.
0: So anybody I, trying to guess at home, I, I, I know they know well, that, but yeah.
2: And I was gonna say I, I'm pretty sure Emmitt Smith did it one year.
5: Um, I think Steve Young did it. I know Montana did, Aaron did it. Did he? I don't. I, I'm going to disagree though. on Steve Young, was, Mike.
0: I'm pretty sure Rice won that MVP in the Super Bowl.
5: Did he? I think, yeah, that was know. the one
0: where he had three touchdowns.
5: No, no, no. That No, he got it because
2: he threw like five touchdowns. Remember? Oh, yep. No, no, you're, right, you're right. You're yeah. right.
0: That's Chargers. I mean, so
2: really? That's, yeah, that's, that's, 90, that's 95, 90, 94, 95, yeah. 96
4: season. So Aaron that's, that's probably was, too far back. That's 2010 over the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, he, he, I know that
1: he won? No, no,
2: no. I got it. Greatest show on turf.
4: Is it Kurt? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Super Bowl MVP, 2000, League MVP, 2000.
2: Yeah, I think he broke the record for like yards and stuff. I'm pretty sure he had both.
4: But was there one after that is the is the thing I was trying to work back far enough and I didn't know because I knew that one. But I was like, I feel like that would have had to have happened somewhere else in the 2000s, 2010s. I don't I mean, know. That's I mean, Rod Rogers was winning a lot of MVPs. Because Rogers won but four but wasn't MVPs. winning any Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. But he's won
1: so he he had won a couple before he like went on well, and won And I two guess if we row. want to
4: do the math. Peyton Manning has five MVPs, but he, he only has win. two Super Bowls. He didn't he, win the because he lost the Super Bowl the year he won MVP with the Broncos. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, and then but and then the year he they they won the Super Bowl, Super he Bowl Fifty, he was terrible. You
4: know yeah. what, uh, Mike? You want to make that guess? I think that's a good guess. Now that I'm, I'm, I'm taking the, the that MVP guess, I,
2: it seems like a really long I time ago. But I think like Cam Kurt didn't Warner, ninety
4: nine, two
5: thousand. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. You are correct. Boom. Greatest are show correct. on turf. Greatest show yeah. on turf. I right. I think. Uh, Don't forget
0: uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I would have gotten a little bit confused on the Rogers ones. That that's what would have thrown yeah, me is I would have had to yeah. be, sit there and remember that was the one I knew. I was almost certain when I looked this up myself that it was not Brady because that, that's just too obvious of an answer.
1: Well, yeah, and like again, he he wasn't considered like when he was winning Super Bowls. Yeah. It w-
4: and in case Literally. anybody wonders,
0: I definitely pull this out of a football trivia thing that I have.
4: I hundred percent have an I mean, app that I go through a, and I have it's, that. It's a good question. But I yeah, no, I yeah, love that the, one. The Rogers twenty ten. I couldn't remember if he won MVP that year, but that's yeah, obviously that's, the only Super Bowl that he has. This so this
0: yeah. next one is just as difficult, and it's because of the amount of names that are involved. Oh, so this is going to be. I'm sure Mike's going to help you guys out here. Um, I am. Uh, I'm going to say if you say one that is not on the list, that will eliminate you.
1: What? Okay.
0: So if you say how many, one, if you how guess many names one that's we... not on the wait, list, if
1: we guess, wait, if we're like dialoguing and we get
0: no, no. If you oh, okay. if you submit it as a official, guess and official you miss, submitted yep, guess. You guys can always guess. dialogue. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is all modern era. Ah, um,
2: uh, see, I'm not best with modern
0: era.
3: Let's do this. Brock. This,
0: do Brock could become the eighth quarterback in history to win the Super Bowl in his first or second season in the NFL. He would join these seven quarterbacks Winning who have combined for a four and three record in their Super Bowl debuts. Can you name those seven quarterbacks? All modern the, era. Won the first who have gone to, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, this is well first year in the league or with team? Sorry, this says win. I apologize. Go to the Super Bowl in their first or second season. Oh, okay. Because one first, of them...
4: First or second season, just period? Yes,
5: first or second okay. season.
1: Well, Russ won it in his second year.
5: So, Russ is one of them.
4: Uh, uh, Mike just said one last time. Are you, You're submitting that as a guess?
1: I mean, sure, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Okay, so we get... Okay. Um, gosh, I'm just there trying
4: was, to... There was Warner, right? That year, unless we're trying to count any like practice squad years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warner, I think years. was his first. Yeah, he was oh, first like officially starting quarterback.
1: Yeah,
4: right. Let's um say
0: Warner. Yep, Warner is there.
1: Oh, didn't Roethlis- Roethlisberger? Roethlisberger went as like
2: a rookie or whatever? I think or second year Brady? or something like that. Right. Tom Brady came in second year or took over for, uh, and then they went to the Super Bowl. So let's they say let's
1: let's say Roethlisberger. Brady
2: Roethlisberger.
5: Roethlisberger is correct. Brady, correct. So how you said seven? Four. Yeah, you were down to three. Quarterbacks. Oh, what is considered
0: um, the modern wait, era? I, I modern era. What year, year was Flacco in? Unification of the leagues.
4: So okay. mid, yeah.
1: Flacco. I don't know Flacco. if it was his
2: first two years. I think he that, went on his fourth that was year. That's
4: what I, I was gonna say he was he was young-ish, but wait, I don't think it was that young. Mike. Yeah, yeah. We, ca-
2: we were talking about it. It was he was like on it, getting ready to renew his rookie contract when he went to yeah, and the, wait, he had the big
1: bucks. Mike confirmed this Kaepernick.
2: Uh yeah. Kaepernick. Yeah, because he went like year two, I think.
4: Yeah, that was Harbaugh. Cooking up
2: up Harbaugh right there.
4: Right? Like he he came in. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna
1: say Kaepernick.
0: Correct. Boom. Oh, good get. You were down to two. That was a good one.
3: Okay. Uh you
0: guys guys have gotten the ones I I got for sure. I got
3: six
4: out of seven. Was Joe Burrow third year? Did he have a full year after the injury or was that year two? Oh,
1: because yeah, he wait he was drafted in nineteen.
4: He got drafted, blew out his ACL, and then came back 20. the next year.
1: So that because that because that Super Bowl would have been twenty.
4: Technically twenty twenty one, but yeah twenty 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 one season.
5: I don't know. Um, is this all time or is this just mo- I don't know?
2: Like is modern this is a era? modern
0: era? Modern, modern era. era. So, so I'll, I'll give like- you guys we're, we're, we'll we'll call it nineteen seventy and.
2: Now. Okay, so Dan Marino. Dan Marino is correct. Yeah.
5: Do
1: so we have one more? Then
2: uh, he so, was drafted in in eighty
4: four and went to the Super Bowl. Like so, yeah. eighty three. I, and went I can
1: Bowl. guess Burrow, and then you guys still have an option.
4: Yeah, because that I feel like that's a pretty good guess, but I couldn't okay. remember if that was second or third year.
1: All right, Joe Joe Cool.
4: You are correct. Let's there go. We go. You got them all. Yeah. That go. was a, that was a tough
0: one to do by yourself because you can almost talk yourself into a lot of names. Yeah, you know, you're like you was... Know, Flacco was on my list in my head. I'm like, ah. And I couldn't remember Kurt Warner. That one that one hit me for I a while. Have, I wouldn't have gotten that one. And I, I finally let myself guess it.
2: Jameson, uh, Jameson like racked my brain with that one. And it was like, like, yeah. he just ding when he said it. I was like, oh yeah, that guy. He came into the league on fire.
0: So I, I wrote down nine guesses, and my first seven were correct, and then I missed. And I believe it was Flacco. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I missed on. I got I got Merino. I think uh I forget who I missed on. But I yeah, I I just did it in order, so um I, I had the the other one was my ninth one. I just can't remember who it was. But yeah, that it was that was fun to do. We're gonna have a whole bunch of Super Bowl trivia next week. Uh, but we we Grant and I have played some Super Bowl trivia games before together. There's we some, do enjoy. So you're
1: not gonna have, you're not gonna be able to to ask
0: yeah there's a few that I cannot ask uh that's pretty obvious i I'm gonna make it with you guys in mind um but I was also going uh to suggest how about Y'all Grant? I y uh, i was gonna say that you and I do that one okay you so you it. you bring uh you bring a few I'll bring a few we'll talk about how many yeah uh to make sure it doesn't take up too much of our time uh but we do love the trivia on our podcast and uh we know that it's not easy
4: um I love what can we just talk about? <laughs> yeah, you, I think trivia is probably my favorite segment. Um, I mean, that's fair. I think uh,
1: it's fun because we fight, but yeah,
0: <laughs> which, which we're going to do that right now. Um, probably, uh, <laughs> but no, the, uh, I do. I do genuinely love trying to stump, but I, uh, I was going to say, I, uh, you know, how we've heard on his show a lot. Pat McAfee tells the story about losing the Super Bowl and how hard that was. And he's just like watching all these guys just get decimated. And he's like, oh, we're going to be back next year. Can you imagine being Dan Marino? Like a legit, oh. like top five considered quarterback of all time.
1: If he had if he just had one.
0: I, that guy went to the Super Bowl his rookie
4: year and lost and never to came back. Aaron Rodgers, except he at least won, but never went back. Yeah, but I mean he got it. Yeah. He got it. He and did. Ah, oh, it's just it's so sad to think about cuz I I who doesn't like Dan Marino? He is like, what the weirdo doesn't like that guy? He's to me the perfect example when somebody wants to like only look at numbers and be like, yeah, but guess what, we can watch tape and tell you that Dan Marino was like god basically. Oh, he was so good. It was uh, you, you, but you <sighs> can't just look at it and be like, "Well, he didn't win, so it must not be that great of a quarterback." Like, obviously, yeah, winning is amazing, but well,
0: pre Peyton Manning has the most three touchdown
4: games of anybody in NFL history. So like ahead uh, of his time,
0: just could
4: you imagine if imagine you had it out, today's Dolphins rules now with Dan Marino, Oh
0: dude, Dan, Dan Marino might be the goat. If you gave him today's rules, our offensive coordinators and like a halfway decent set of receivers, or even if he
4: just like flipped places with Kurt Warner at the beginning of the great show on turf, like that would have somehow they mm-hmm. would have scored like 50 points a game. Even in that era. That I uh, yeah no it was, it's literally any, pretty
1: much any other era going forward from his yeah just that was the, that and was
0: I, when you I mean those were some manly quarterbacks and, and we and about this different is a, bit of a of hot takes
2: this might be a bit of a hot take but I look at like Dan Marino and like Philip Rivers as the guys that never got there right that never won sure you know Dan Marino got there once as like amazing like really high quality good quarterbacks that just never got there mm-hmm. and. And I can't help but look at Jackson and Allen and saying like, "That's this. That's them for this generation."
4: Yeah, I, I mean, we had the conversation day. last week of like, you know, like, in the '90s, people weren't winning on Jordan's watch like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of these guys just run into a buzz buzzsaw at some sometime time or another in their division, and it just yeah, so just a hot team that just takes them out. they like, homes they're better. Or, Freaking you know. Clyde Drexler played in any <laughs> other era. That's exactly what Mike said. Last
1: oh week.
0: Yeah. gosh, dang it, man. <laughs> Like well, any like, other. Well, we
1: were definitely talking about like the Bills too. Like they had to deal with Tom Brady for twenty years and now they and now and they couldn't get past him and now they can't get past Yeah.
4: You Not know, even it was like a a seamless transition one year to one year, now it's another guy. That, like there wasn't even some time in the middle to, no, to was, get get, no get, your, get yours in. There was, was no just...
1: Michael Jordan, you know, retiring for a year or two to like someone else to get. Yeah. To oh get Rockets, you
4: can win a championship now. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Guess what? Patrick Mahomes is going to go to six AFC championships in a row after Tom Brady goes to the other side of things.
0: Not that I want to be a bitter basketball fan right now because I literally am not paying attention at all and I don't give a crap about the NBA. Um, But could you imagine just a 2000s era GM when the Blazers already had Clyde Drexler and had a certain draft pick and Michael Jordan was right there? (laughs) Because we play positionless basketball these days in the NBA. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We want to talk about Dynasty, bro. No offense to Scottie Pippen, but Clyde, By the with Clyde that Blazers man. roster, that Blazers roster and freaking Michael Jordan. Oh, gosh.
2: Mm. What could have been? what could have been? wish wishes and dreams my friend oh
0: so many anyway uh but i know i do hate the freaking nba and it sucks i can't believe they're freaking profiling the lakers uh, who are a sub 500 team on the front of that page at all only with the double overtime congratulations they're freaking f- sub 500 and that's the team that we're talking about i mean uh, lebron
4: did put up a historic performance in the game but anyways well we'll move that's on
0: That's cool uh, it's freaking lebron uh, Everyone should get a
4: triple-double when they go to double overtime. It's yeah. just the way it is. <laughs> but you shouldn't get 20 rebounds when you're 39 years old. You shouldn't, well, but that. he is a freak, <laughs> and modern
0: science has made him into that. Um, also, his work ethic, because that dude's awesome. Uh, yep. But anyway, uh, so we got to get into this year's NFL Awards. Uh, Mike, I'm actually going to hand this segment over to you to ask the questions, because I know this is, has been... Uh, a little bit more driven by you. I mean, you were the one that prepped us for this today, so I'm going to let you take it over here.
2: Yeah. So we've got a list here and I, and I kind of put them in order how it could, we probably should talk about them. Um, we're going to go rookie of the years first. Um, I, I, I think uh, Jameson might have some more, more dog in the fight than the rest of us on these ones. But uh, <laughs> so true. we have the defensive rookie of the year. Um, the, the five finalists are Will Anderson jr. Uh, for defensive end for Houston. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle for the Eagles, both first-round draft picks, Joey Porter, junior, quarterback for the Steelers, Kobe Turner, defensive tackle for the Rams, and Devin Witherspoon, the quarterback for the Steelers. Kobe Spoon. Turner is the only one not drafted in the first round.
4: Yep. No, I, I And mean, he was Joey po- tied for Joey- third in the league with 11 sacks.
2: No, I think Joey was early 2nd
1: I think
4: earth, was he, was Joey he early was like second?
2: the
1: 34th pick or something
4: like oh, that. Oh, that's right.
2: I said he should have been in the first round,
0: and
1: yeah, he wasn't.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was um, a spiritual first-rounder. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. should have been like that was a I miss, told everybody people. he should have been the first rounder. He
2: wasn't. Yeah, and and obviously it's a miss. He's up here, but um, so I say we just go around the group and uh, and pick your favorite. Who you? I, I say who you want it, and then who you think is mm-hmm. going to get it, and uh, let's let's go around. What do you think, Matt?
0: Um, yeah, I don't have a big dog in the fight here. Um, I mean, I think I, we Grant and I were just looking at some stats earlier. I. All respect due to Joey Porter he does not have statistics that put him in this top five uh yeah. so I just eliminate him mentally he' has one
1: interception and like only ten pass breakouts yeah, well, and his yeah.
2: PFF was only like sixty five
1: yeah, I uh, mean yeah. not that, I that that's a like... real
0: metric according to jJ Watt, but um it's absolute <laughs> garbage, and nothing should be determined by it um nerds looking at screens whatever um uh, but I
1: we're Kobe literally nerds looking at screens right now.
0: I know. We're, <laughs> I, I know. I'm. I'm just saying. I don't know anything about football. Why are people listening to me talk about it? Matt um, loves PFF. Just saying. <laughs> but uh, no, Kobe Turner was was sneaky good in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, having watched him, I think in four games this year, I, that's all I watched uh, of his. Uh, but I I was really shocked at how well he played. I I won't lie though. I feel though that he does. Clearly benefit a little bit by being next to, you know, the best defensive tackle of all time, uh, you know, yes, in Aaron sir. Donald. So there is a little bit of that. I'm not, I'm not trying to, trying to say he's not good, but uh, he is. He was phenomenal. Watch. Um, for me, this is a two horse race, and that is no offense to Devin Witherspoon. Um, it's it's Jalen or it's Will. Uh Will did kind of come on, and I could see it going there. Uh but Jalen was. Get up and go for a moment. One, I will say his stats are not going to stack the way the other, uh, some of these yeah. other ones do. But Jalen Carter is clearly one of the best game disruptors. And I think the, uh, you know, it's one two for him and Kobe Turner in terms of best young defensive tackles in the game, uh, this season. So, uh, I'm just going to go Jalen Carter based on everything I watched him do and, uh, not necessarily the stats there. Um, but it'll be interesting because I think it will come down to those two
3: guys.
1: Mm hmm. My next?
2: Yeah, what's what's good you got, Grant? Come on, give me give me Witherspoon.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's obviously who I want. I mean, <laughs> the dude is an absolute freak on the field when he's playing and like lights pe- like the dude is not a big dude and lights people up like he's two. Like, two years cancel. in a row
2: they hit on, on these, the on, on the corners. Yeah. Two years yeah. in a row. Like uh, Well when okay, when Witherspoon dropped to you guys on on the cast during during the draft, we were like oh, We were like, I can't believe they just gave. Yep. That coach, that player, like that. Oh, and it was a total Pete system. Carroll pick. Like it, was, it was absolute Pete Carroll move right like, there. He, I and mean, he even
1: he even said like watching him was like he reminded me of Troy Troy Polamalu. Um, yeah. I definitely like see some of that in there of just like just how freakish he is, especially for him get not being fire. big. And like, um, he needs to get a little bigger though. Yeah, yeah. and he, he so, he's yeah he, up. Will. Book he will up. just now imagine see. him like actually filling out. Um, but I mean, I think for me the reason like I love Lewis so much is like he literally there was times where he was taking like over games over some of these guys and I think that and like that's where I think that and especially for a cornerback to do that like obviously there's the Giants game but like I mean I think he was top 5 in pass breakups um this year had 16 um he had three sacks uh he had one pick a lot were taken away because of st- the stupid calls that on the other side of the field that have nothing to do with the play um but that's just how it goes um I mean I, I would love I would love for it to be Witherspoon um but yeah I would probably just say Carter as well um and I, I think just just because of all the reasons that that Matt said, um I I think and Anderson has like one more sack than him in terms of like sacks and obviously that's a big thing for the defensive line and just the defensive line in general they always you know get the edge for these awards, um so yeah I I, w- I would just go Carter too because of just the the, the stuff you don't see, um and just yeah, how well we-
2: and the every every play impact. Right. right, that's why. That's why they lean more towards defensive linemen for defensive rookie of the year kind right. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is is there? They they can impact every play. Yeah. Where well, your cornerbacks are only impact, impacting if they get the ball torn, thrown right. And them.
1: then and already, which was cool. Witherspoon, they were already not throwing his way. Like yeah. after like three games in the season. Um, but yeah, I I, w- I would just say I would just say Carter just because of because of that. Because I I think there I think, I think that there's an element of they're gonna they're they're not gonna give. Um, to, to Anderson because of the slower the the, the slower start and just you, they look at the more consistency in the whole body of work. So yeah, I'm gonna go Jalen Carter there too. Uh, are we doing For- this as pick'em? By the way,
0: <laughs> might as well, right? We might uh, as well. I oh, mean, okay. I was, somebody. I was just saying somebody needs to do it. I uh, have a device with well, battery. Well, so. then, I,
4: well, I feel like with that you could just look up because I didn't look up any of the betting favorites. I feel like I if we were not. doing pick'em, you could just look up the betting favorites and then pick those and then you win the pick'em. We so, haven't looked at
2: that part, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I
4: I also want to pick guys for like my dark horse candidacy. And then there's teams like guys that I think will win. Cause I I do think like my dark horse guy for this would be Kobe Turner. Like I said, he was tied for third in the league with 11 sacks this year. Um, And he was a guy that for a team that didn't really have expectations and a defense that obviously lost a lot of talent over the couple of years. uh, And both being very young came in and made a really big impact early on. Um, Again, it's harder to vote for a guy when you can look at the rest of that defensive line and and you see the goat over there too, making his job a little bit easier. That guy's still getting double triple teamed almost every play. Um, So those numbers do come a little bit easier Um, for a long time, especially for the first half of the season. I would have said, this is Jalen Carter's just pack it up and give it to him because again, it's kind of the sexy defensive rookie of the year pick with where he plays with this size, with the team that he's on and when he replaced. Yeah. and, And just by, again, the play by play thing, um he, you're just always involved in some capacity when you're playing right there um but i also can't help but think and maybe this is more narrative driven than anything and and you know for some people that maybe affects you more than others but i i can't help but look at that defense and how bad it was in like every conceivable metric for most of the season and especially the second half of the season when awards ballots are really starting to cook and that eagles team was like bottom five or even worse in most defensive metrics by the end of the season. Yeah. And I, that definitely means something to me. And even though that Texans defense wasn't, you know, as, as crazy, you know, all over the place, it's not necessarily a team that, that comes to mind. This is a team that when you look at their defensive metrics, like they were 11th in opponents points per game, 15th in yards per game, uh, 10th in points per play. Um, opponent third down percentage they were like number six in the league so they were a top half or better defense by most metrics and when you're a guy like Will Anderson who's yeah maybe you're not involved in every single play the capacity that a Jalen Carter is I feel like you still contribute to overall defensive success I know it's a lot of coaching as well D'Amico Ryans is doing great things over there and they have some other dudes on that side of the ball but when you are in this conversation and you are nominated for an award I think you're Total defense does matter to an extent. And since those are the two guys that I really think voters are going to be looking at, I'm going to lean with Will Anderson and the better defensive production from just like a hey, is your defense actually good or is your defense bad? Uh and I'm going to roll with him instead. I'm going to go Will Anderson That's here. Fair. But I still think like Jalen Carter's probably like the sexy pick. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: And I don't want to disagree with you. I think I'm going to kinda of, just real quick, I'm going to agree with Mokes or whatever everybody here has said. I think
5: That Will Anderson started off slow, but that whole team started off slow at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. as they kind of got used to
2: what the coaching staff wanted from them. That team got better and better as the year went, and that went for the defense as well, right? And so at the end of the year, we're like Houston's a pretty dang good defense. What's going on here? And I think Will Anderson's play just got better and better as the year went. And so I think Jalen Carter was like you know, low floor, like or high floor, like he's like this good. But he never like got better throughout the season. He was just good. I think Will Anderson like started a little lower, but kind of went past and peaked. So I'm I'm gonna go with Will Anderson Jr. as well as kind of the the sneaky the sneaky pick here. And uh, I think it's a good chance it's Jalen Carter just because yeah he's the big guy from Georgia that should have
4: been the number one maybe pick.
2: been the number one number two pick. You know, yeah,
4: and he was my guy halfway through the season. So like <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's totally but, I, I get it if he is, but.
2: But you kind of lost him, like at the end of the year, you didn't hear his name called anymore. And yeah. and I remember the last couple games in the regular season and in the playoffs, I remember hearing Will Anderson Jr. just got another sack. Like Will Anderson Jr. is affecting this game, and you didn't hear that about Jalen Carter because the Eagles were just not playing well. And so I think that might that might give him that uptick. Um, let's just jump over to offensive rookie of the year because this one's gonna be Ugh. maybe a little more contentious. I mean, that- other Um,
1: stupid thing stupid thing we talked about it oh he's jumping on it okay yeah Okay, Uh, Bijan Robinson should not be in this it should be Kyron Williams as much as I hate the Rams give the man his flowers Jameson uh, your boy got got robbed here Uh, it's absolutely stupid second in rush total rushing yards second team all pro behind me yeah I don't don't
4: know it's insane maybe I'm forgetting something I don't think there's like a a certain number of games played maybe it's like the only thing well either way like if that is something that's you know, with the voters, they say, "Oh, well, this guy missed like five games or whatever." Like, but he did if more That's with your then. reasoning, sure, but like to me, that wouldn't have been it, the reason I kept somebody out of being nominated. If this is hundred percent production,
1: this is a hundred percent where where they got drafted, like one hundred percent.
4: That's yeah. what this is. And First and round you pick. also well, well,
2: Puka Nakua is on here because he's freaking awesome. But and and I hate saying that about a Rams player, but he's freaking <laughs> awesome. And. And you look at this list and they're like, okay, so he's not on there because he didn't play enough. But if you look back to last year, Brock Purdy got left off off this list as well because quote unquote, he didn't play enough, even though he won nine games in a row Mm -hmm. and had an amazing stat line. He was still left off the offensive rookie of the year awards because it quote unquote, wasn't enough, not enough play time. That's like the only
4: justification I could have.
0: I got to jump in though on one. I, I mean, we Bajon like you guys ran right to it, and you're like, "Oh, let's get rid of him." I got to say, I have a harder time with Gibbs, and I, and yeah, because he didn't he, come he was on not until the best year, running back on yeah. his team. Like he wasn't. He wasn't the best running back on his team, statistically speaking. Overall, like I understand, Gibbs Gibbs had less uh scrimmage yards than Bajan did. I understand he had a couple more touchdowns, but he had he had less scrimmage yards than Bajan did and i i think those are muddy waters i have a harder time with gibbs than i do
4: with robinson but either way i think they're both electric guys the fact that kyron's guys. not here is criminal they're both electric guys yeah. but they're not yeah. the workhorse production guys that kyron was and they're so- not the second second highest rusher in the league this season
2: like that's, that's all- for dang the, sure my, my big point is like He's literally second team all yeah, pro he's and he's all pro not and in he's, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. That's which stupid. to me, like if
4: <laughs> like, you have a, a metric that says you have to play X amount of games, then that's the thing that keeps you off of all pro, not for the, yeah. these award nominations. But oh, absolutely
0: dude. Absolutely. No. And, and cause what was his game total 13 or 14? Uh, for I want to say 13 because
4: he was, he was on IR for a minute there. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. I
2: think he had to, he had to miss the first like four, I think, or whatever Yeah,
4: three or four games. Yeah. Uh, And then I I think he even missed, like, another odds and end game in there. He missed one other one. Yeah, call it 12, 13 games that he played and still was the second-leading rusher, second-team All-Pro.
0: That's ridiculous. So, I mean, just looking at what he did, it's absolutely ridiculous, and it's criminal. But I do have, like I said, I have a bigger issue with Gibbs personally just looking at scrimmage yards and making that part of the conversation. I'll go first again, and I'm just going to say this. With all due respect to everybody on this list, we talked about it multiple times on this podcast. Um, I love two players. or I love three players on this list a ton. I love Laporta. Freaking love him. He nearly killed uh, my favorite, uh, my second favorite linebacker on my team this week. Um, Drake <laughs> yeah, Greenlaw got a little more than he could handle. Uh, <laughs> Laporta, Laporta over the got middle. up and just
4: did one of the little... Uh, right I'm
0: here, not Pat? doing that twice. Um Laporta, by the way, same size as Gronk. Just like throwing it out there. Like he literally, I know the shoulders aren't as big, but like, dang. Um, He's a big dude. Love Laporta. I freaking love Pukinokua. Like I love him. I wish he was in any other division but mine. Um, (laughs) I wish he was on
2: our team.
4: Amen. You guys (laughs) scored so well with this pick. And he probably would have won this award any other year. Any other year, (laughs) but.
0: but. CJ Stroud's on this list. And the dude was absolute perfection as a rookie quarterback. He deserves all accolades that he gets. He plays the harder position for sure. And that's the only reason I'm giving it to him over Puka. Um, And also voters clearly slant towards quarterbacks. So if I'm just Mm -hmm. guessing who's going to win, it's CJ. Uh, And really, for me, this is 1A, 1B. Like legit. Puka's awesome. And I'm taking nothing away from him. I think he's fantastic. But I think CJ's going to get it.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. I, I'll I'll jump in on this one and I think CJ Stroud's gonna get it. I I still think I, I don't know how you don't give it to Puka. He has Can literally set records.
1: No, like I, I don't we, we talked about know. it. They if they could, they would have done it when Dak Prescott and Ezekiel, like they're on the same oh, team. Yeah. They would have yeah, done it if they could have.
2: Yeah, I would think so. Um I'm I'm picking Nakua here. I, I honestly think that you get into a room, you know, CJ Stroud was good. Um, he missed a couple games. He was still great. Uh, led his team. That's fantastic. But I mean, Puka Nakua set rookie records in three different ways this year, and you're just like, was it yards, catches, and then in the all playoff season. in the playoff game, right? And yes, it's a regular season award. We all know they take those first two weeks of play or first two playoff games into account. And and it's got to be Puka Nakua to me. Like CJ Stroud, yeah, but I'm taking Puka on this one. I th- it's it's a hard pick. It's a hard pick.
0: Yeah, I also so. need to correct myself. I forgot that Henry had a couple more yards than Kyron Williams did. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Was, so Kyron was
4: three, not two. Eh. Okay. So semantics. Yeah. semantics. That he he would second team have. all pro. Yeah, second team <laughs> all. Yeah, come come to suck that, Derrick Henry.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm
4: Should going, have been I'm the
2: going, MVP twice.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, I'm going CJ just because quarterback. Um, and and what CJ did. I mean, I mean, the way might put it was. Was he was perfect? Like there wasn't really a flaw in his game, and you you just especially nowadays it's really hard to to, to find quarterbacks that come to the league and that are flawless, like in the in, in their actual rookie year, like that's all that's that's nearly impossible. So that's where I'm going. Best quarterback yeah.
0: in the NFL rookie year since Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah.
1: no, but Patrick wasn't even rookie; he was a second year, technically. Technically, yeah, but well, first full and, year. So, like that's I, why I said uh, as, as a real fair. rookie. It's freaking
0: fair.
5: Like,
4: a true freshman. I true
0: freshman. That's
3: right. I'm true freshman. I, want, true freshman. He didn't
4: I really I really, really want to pick Puka for basically everything that Mike just said because I do yeah, think do. there's a there's a, a part where you look historically and you say, look what this fifth round guy was able to help do to this team that really needed him to elevate them where he could. And the expectation was not that he would be able to contribute in such a way because it is kind of crazy to get that kind of production out of a guy at that position where he was drafted. Like that just doesn't really happen like that. Um, and for him to keep our team afloat while cup was out was, was something. So I, I really want to pick Nukua just to like manifest that. But I, I also have a really hard time thinking that voters aren't going to pick, uh, a guy like CJ Stroud with what he did at what I consider. I think a lot of people, you guys might even agree would consider like quarterback to be the hardest position in all oh, the sports. Um, I, I believe that that is the case. And when CJ comes in as a rookie and elevates a team that was terrible last year and gets them into the playoffs and again, kind of wins you a playoff game and week and uh, in the, in the last week of the regular season there to get into the playoffs. Like, I think that yeah. is pretty spectacular. So I think the voters are going to give this to CJ Stroud, Like that's going to be my pick, but I think what Nakua did is more in like the spirit of the award. That makes sense. Um, but I guess my official pick, if we're wanting to keep track here, would, yes. would be CJ Stroud. Just I just want to say, bias there.
2: yeah, I just want to, the bias is real and you're all right. And I'm refusing to pick CJ Stroud, even though I know he's going to win. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, we all understand that that's what's going on here. Yeah. But
4: if we Nakua, weren't doing a pick style, I'd put Nakua there, but you know. Yeah. Oh boy.
2: But Nakua is literally done something generational.
4: Mm hmm. Yeah.
2: And and he's not going to get the award. And you that is, I mean, is, you can argue is that CJ Stroud wrong. too,
1: because he's only in company of nah, like Brady and like Montana and some of some Ben of Roethlisberger.
2: His yeah, that you know, and, and we see, we see a CJ Stroud, a rookie, come out and play well, and then not necessarily even do well the next year. Like this has happened before, right? Not necessarily as good as CJ Stroud has been, <sighs> but at the same time, what Nakua has done is literally generational.
5: Like he and he's what, an all-pro receiver this year. And he's an all-pro receiver and you're just like yeah i mean cj stroud didn't even make the second team all pro like they gave it to Dak prescott which i think was wrong but it's it, just numbers
0: and math and crap
2: yeah i i just have a problem when somebody does something generational and they're not going to get the award for it. It, it i just i can't do sure. it sure so yeah comeback player of the year this one Okay, can, we, can I just say this on behalf of everybody who the
4: crap cares? This is the best, cares? not a whole lot of people. The biggest sleeper award in sports for me. We just got done talking about offensive rookie of the year, which I felt like was a pretty stacked category. Even though you know maybe yeah, sure you can make arguments over who should be in there over uh, you know Gibbs or Bijan. Should it it's be Kyron? But it's like a pretty stacked category at least. Like these, it, like these are all studs. You get honest, to this comeback. It's player, all a bunch of people. Like, who were it. playing quarterback guys, the
0: year before, and we're also playing quarterback this year, and had a better year. Guys, so guys, you guys are just and none of the m- none Gino of the quarterbacks Smith are going to win it.
1: Christian McCaffrey, you yeah, guys none are of just the quarterbacks are going to get it. That's what it is. Mike Mike, no, I Mike think thinks they're going to go politics award. here.
2: It's guaranteed the dude died on the field last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Let's say, all he I did see, was use... show up and we're going to
4: give him an as award. As soon as he played one snap of live action football, he won the award because he, won he literally the award, guaranteed.
2: died. He literally came back from death to play football. That who, is literally the definition of who's, who
4: holds who's doing
0: the award ceremony. Is it ESPN? It's always, uh, it's, ESPN.
2: It, I think it's almost always ESPN. Oh, yeah, well, then freaking yeah, ESPN. never
0: mind. All right, uh, I'm done here. Uh, Damar's let, let me go it. through
2: the names real quick. Let me go oh, through the names. Oh,
0: we have to announce those. No, oh.
2: Joe Flacco. Okay. Quarterback for the Browns, Tamar <laughs> Hamlin, safety for the Bills, who died on the field last year. Baker Mayfield, QB for the Bucks, who literally came back from just not playing well. Or being he had to tell well, people he, who DeMar he, Hamlin he was, was injured,
4: and that kind of started his downfall.
2: <laughs> kind of. Uh, Matthew Stafford, who literally came back from an injury last year, um, and Tua, who also came back from concussion protocol, like real, real bad, probably. <laughs> played, kind
3: of yeah, played. But he also double played.
2: digit games. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying. So, yeah,
0: this, that is this Stafford very- got
4: shut down because that team was bad. And they're like, "Hey, bro, just like Bingo. take the rest <laughs> of the So it's what's not- he
2: doing here? Because they had nobody else.
0: That's that's well, honestly, that's like- the,
4: the award is stupid, and it's just like, "Oh, you did <laughs> not perform well, or didn't play enough games last year." Well, I guess here you go. Can, that's can why. I, can I just put stupid. Demar
2: Hamlin for everybody?
4: Yeah, on yeah. one yeah. That's no, who's gonna win. going to Oh no, I'm he's going Baker. I'm going Baker. I'm just I'm only going. I wrote down Baker like that's who I think should win the award. That's yes, who I think should win. It. I agree. But it's going to be DeMar Hamlin because this award is a joke. Uh, yeah, this award is a joke. And, uh, you know, Gino proved that. and nope, he earned it. Uh, if anything, there needs to be like two separate awards for this. Where there, again, we have like a most improved, which makes sense. Yeah. The NBA has a most improved player award. And I think it's a pretty valid a good award, award for the most part. Uh, except when they just give it to a guy who was like, oh, you were a rookie last year. and Now you're pretty good. Like you improved. Like that's expected if you made an actual improvement at some point in your career, and then you came back from something like there needs like, to be better definition for what's like coming pick back a, from a first round center. Cause again, when Gino won it, yeah. Gino had a good year last year. Props to him. What did yeah. you come back from? Just being a bench on writer. the
0: bench. We went over
4: that at length, but I <laughs> knew it was going to
1: happen because there's no definition in the award,
0: it, which sure. is why it's stupid. All right, Mike moves on. So we don't have to talk right. about bull crap.
3: <laughs>
2: Defensive player of the year. Um, we have Deron Bland quarterback or cornerback for the Cowboys who set records for interceptions uh, returns oh, for touchdowns. Catches,
3: yeah.
2: Uh, we have Max Crosby defensive end for the Raiders. Who's the oldest guy on this list and balls oh, out. He really is. He, oh, he's he is. an older guy. But you don't, you don't realize it. Um, you have miles Garrett. Uh, you have Micah Parsons and TJ watt outside linebacker for the Steelers. So this is a, this is a decent list of of players here. All first or second teamers um, as these uh these guys should be at this point um who do you guys how do you guys think this is going down now what do you think grant
1: uh let me let me look up something just to confirm what i'm about to say i'm gonna
0: do i'm gonna do this in a totally different way uh so i'll let you look that up okay okay i'm gonna go with who the crap i wouldn't want to run into in the alley and in the dark of the night um
5: (laughs) I'm That's scared Crosby.
0: of. I'm scared <laughs> of four out of the five guys. Crosby, if he has his face paint on, is the most terrifying person <clears> here. <throat> uh, Miles Garrett, I would be actually more scared of in the daytime. Uh, he's <laughs> the
1: biggest.
0: he's the biggest, and and I am more scared of him in the daytime. Um, the Michael Parson's wears here, <laughs> uh, wears the trendy sh- uh, athletic short shorts all the time, and his hat backwards, so he doesn't look that scary unless he's running. Um, and then TJ Watts like a silent killer. So like, ah oh man, uh, I think statistically, should I not be saying this is TJ Watts award? It should be statistically. Statistically, Miles maybe. Garrett should have won this award if the season ended about fourteen weeks in. But <laughs> I think uh, because TJ got the Steelers into the playoffs, I think this is his award. Um, I am mostly, I'm more afraid of what I can't see anyway. So I would, that makes sense that I would pick the assassin. Yeah. Um, also he's the best football player on this list. And so I, I know that doesn't really factor into him getting this award, but he is the best football player on the list.
1: Yeah. I was, I was looking up to see who had when more, he, when he's
2: playing. Yes,
0: he is.
1: Yeah. I, I, I looked to see who had more, uh, sex because I think a lot of times that's really kind of what this kind of ends up boiling down to. Like as much as there are other intangible things, but really it's like, okay. Who had the most sacks? Yeah. That, that's that's where it goes. Um, and, and and yeah, I, I agree with Matt. If it if it ended, you know, fourteen weeks in the season, it would have been Miles Garrett. He led like the most of the season. Um, but then like T.J. Watt literally like won them a game against. like he had an interception against. I think it was the Rams. Like, like yeah, he's silent. He gets it done. Uh, so I think will this be his third or second? Second, right? I think. It's literally been death. like Miles well,
0: Garrett, TJ injury, Watt, and he had, Bosa. Yeah, he's had two injured years where he didn't basically okay. qualify yeah. for it.
1: Um but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go TJ Watt as well. Nineteen sacks.
4: That's the lead.
2: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to fight against that. Miles my, uh,
4: Garrett, though, has the best tape this year. Just throwing that that's, out. Oh, for sure. And that's that's gonna be my pick as Miles Garrett for this award. Um uh, as again, as as sexy of a pick, and I would i probably agree like overall the best football player when healthy um is TJ Watt, in my opinion. I think Miles Garrett, what he did this year, what the Browns defense did this year, um, by basically winning them games when they had a quarterback carousel of like question marks for Deshaun Watson. Hey, and they take. were still like just freaking destroying some people on that side of the ball. Um, again, narratively, that means a lot to me. Um, and again, wasn't really ever interested in watching the Steelers play football. I know that's not like a stats take but I would rather watch the Browns and what they were doing all year just with that defense alone. Like I I would turn on the TV to watch them play defense, which is like, that doesn't normally happen. Um, the Ravens were kind of like that for me too. Like I wanted to watch Kyle Hamilton play defense. I wanted to watch Miles Garrett play defense. He's playing with swagger. He has the tape for it. That defense was scary all year up until kind of the very end. I will agree that uh, he kind of disappeared. A little bit in those past few weeks especially he, he only had playoffs. one
0: sack in his last six games
4: yeah yes that's why yes but i don't think it's going to make that big of a deal for the voters this come on round. man i just that don't. was a good enough drop that you should reverse course nope not gonna do <sighs> it i'm not i was never gonna get off of my my miles garrett stock this year i was never gonna sell i was gonna say you've
2: been on it since halfway through the season yeah. i think again, so and, yeah and i'm
4: gonna i'm gonna keep rolling with it he's just he he was special this year. He's always been in the conversation, which I think matters. He doesn't have one, and I think in a sense that also matters, uh, kind of like the Oscars, like, oh, this guy's finally going to get his Oscar. Like, there might not be another opportunity for him to get it, so I think he does.
0: Second fewest tackles he's had in a in a season, a healthy season. This is the first time in three years that he did not hit 16 or more sacks. Uh, and again, didn't have one in five of his last regular season games I or, or this in the postseason. Too. I know We're he's only had the one, end,
4: sorry. and he's usually going to be getting more sacks because of where he plays, but you can also make the same thing where people will try to bring numbers against Aaron Donald for what he did or didn't do, but his impact on the game was tremendous. And I think that's no. part of what Miles Garrett does too. He's not always going to have the numbers like an outside linebacker, like TJ Watts, just, I'm going to kill, I'm going to get sacks, it's what I do. I, I think the attention that he brings is part of why that defense was so dominant.
2: Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to say my heart wants Max Crosby to win this award. I want to see that tattoo guy out the there. Sleeper, he's the sleeper want, pick.
4: He balled all year. Didn't he balled miss a all snap, year. He played game.
2: out of his mind. And and I just remember, like, I heard his name so many times. And I was like, they're talking about Max Crosby again. What the heck? You know, like, dang, he might have been the best player on that team this year. Um, I know Adams is there, but he might have been the best player on that team this year. Um, uh, I think Duran Bland. Setting the record—that's great—but his other numbers were kind of like, kind of like digs last year, where you're all like, "Yeah, but he kind of let people catch on him."
0: I was going to say he was opportunistic.
2: Yeah, he was very opportunistic. He can't but make not. Ass,
1: his father, so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the Miles Garrett pick. I think I think he has got that affects the game the most because you have to double team him. You have to put an extra guy on him. You have to chip him. You have to have to have to. Um, and TJ Watt doesn't always. Blitz, you know, because he's the outside linebacker. Sometimes he drops in coverage, so it's kind of harder to gauge whether or not he's even coming in. So it's harder to defend for T.J. Watt than it is Miles Garrett, because you know Miles Garrett's always going to be pat rushing coming in. Um, Micah Parsons um, led the league in uh, quarterback pressures, uh, not necessarily sacks. Didn't necessarily always get there, but he always pressured the quarterback when the, with the ball in the quarterback's hand more than anybody else. But he disappears in the big moment, and this is. My That's take true. on him for his whole career is big games, big moments. Micah Parsons is gone. Every time I've ever seen him play the 49ers, you don't hear his name. Like, he just disappears, right? There's ways to take care of him. I don't think he impacts the game in big games and against big teams like like a lot of people thinks he should. He play, They played a lot of bad teams this year. That Cowboys defense was overrated and because of that. And so I'm picking TJ Watt, the silent assassin, yes, leaves the are. league in, sacks so
0: <clears throat> also had a fumble return oh. touchdown this year uh yeah. as well put six on the board has only had four games all season without a sack and you know who doesn't disappear in big games tj freaking DJ well, and
4: again i that he was he's definitely like my one b in this uh and i again it's a narrative thing in this it was technically a playoff game but as we know you can look at that team and you can say, is T.J. Watt playing? Okay, they have a chance to win a football game. Right. If T.J. Watt's not playing, you're not winning a football game. We and do. there's not yeah. many guys that you can say that about in that way. Um, however, I think when Miles Garrett wins this award, the clip that we're going <laughs> to see is him motioning Jumping over back the line. and forth and, and watching all of those guys try to chase him Motioning with him to try to block him before they have to call a timeout because he's like, literally we doing to, we have to find crossovers yeah, to, crossovers. yeah, he's doing crossovers and he's just running Dude, on either side so of the line. Awesome when he did that, and, and that like, was a <laughs> beautiful moment. I'm and, not gonna lie. And things like that <laughs> matter awesome. to voters as well because it's like, oh, that went viral. Like we can think about the times of teams chasing around his where he's lining up and he's crossing us over and then sacking us. But I uh, of all these guys on here, like the best pure football player when healthy, definitely TJ Watt to me. But I think. Narrative wise, we're gonna end up seeing this as a Miles Garrett award.
0: Dude, I was just looking. We were talking about Joey Porter having ten pass deflections earlier. TJ Watt has seven. <laughs> 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 I'm just I'm just looking at all these numbers. Like it's he has four force fumbles this year. I just if we're just looking at numbers, I get it all. I totally well, get it. Miles
1: Garrett also like, had the same amount of forced fumbles. Yeah, it's, it's really, really the difference is it's the sacks. Is the the five more sacks?
0: Yeah, the sacks, yeah. and I think, and I, I think at the end of the year, like your push matters. You know, like at the, at the end of the year, he had five in his last four games. Like I, all that stuff's a big deal. So,
2: yeah, I, and then they got to the I, playoffs because deal. of him largely. Yeah. So you know, you look at that. Um, all right, let's move on to the offensive player of the year. We got. Oh. Uh, uh, this one's lovely, right? This one's uh, so sucks. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver for Miami. Everybody knows that guy, right? Lamar Jackson, um, quarterback for the Ravens. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver for the Cowboys. Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the league. And Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Cowboys.
4: Uh, I would like to go first here because dude, this, go for is the, this is the biggest no-brainer of probably any category Come on, that, I, yep. that I'm looking at, and it's Christian McCaffrey and Dak Prescott. <laughs> nobody else should show up basically for this. Like, that's, Tyreek had a chance, but same thing, fizzled he in the second time, half missed of missed time season, at the end of the year. Time, yeah. got hurt. Um, Tua, obviously, was was wheeling and dealing to him early on, and then that just wasn't there as soon as he wasn't healthy. Um, and Tua had his own problems, um, obviously, there. So, as soon as he was then removed from that conversation, um, really the only guy, like, C.D. Lamb had a great year, don't get me wrong. Dak Prescott is Target monster. The, you know there are a lot of people saying stat wise Dak Prescott's the MVP, but again we watch football, um, so we can kind of tell you no Dak Prescott's not actually the most valuable player in the league. Um, but he he would have been a guy who's maybe in the conversation if he's going to be a runner up MVP. Um, Lamar is really the only guy where if he were to somehow not win MVP, like there's an argument there that oh yeah let's give it to Lamar because well the second best quarterback wins offensive uh you know offensive player of the year, but in this yeah. case. C- CMC is just w- like what are we doing if he doesn't get the award I yeah. I would be in shock it just has to be him every every metric every number all the tape watching the niners and how they've played and the fact that they're going to the super bowl again I know it's a regular season award but means something if you're the first in your division uh first in your conference putting up all these numbers touchdowns rushing everything you do it all it's his it just has to be yeah Cri- Thanks, Christian Grant. McCaffrey I appreciate had that. Christian
0: McCaffrey had more catches than uh, one of the second team receivers. Um, so, like, I yeah, it has to be there. Uh, fantastic season, twenty one touchdowns uh, combined, and you know, as we already stated, over two thousand scrimmage yards. It's it's not a competition. I think you correctly state when when Hill didn't have what he needed to have and got the injury, that's when it went the other way. Um, and Christian finished really strong from the touchdown perspective. You know, uh, I think that's a big deal. So, uh, yeah, I think we're all there.
1: Yeah, uh, the only thing that I'd say is that he's probably gonna finish second in MVP. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and, yeah. The, and, and even if he ends up also winning MVP, I don't think that's even shocking.
0: I don't think uh, we'll be shocked. No, we'll so, get there in a moment. But I don't think we'll be yeah, shocked. So, you guys, you want to skip and do that one, and then go to? Yeah, the we coach? Can do that one,
2: and then yeah. end on the coach of the year. That's fine. Okay, I, I would yeah, say Mike,
5: Mike. Yeah. Oh, before we ahead. do. Yeah. It.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree. Christian McCaffrey is the guy for this because everyone knows that MVP goes to QB. And because of that, and they never let the same guy win Offensive Player of the Year, that one most valuable player. Um, so I think it's, it's Christian McCaffrey for this one. And let's go to the most valuable player where you have Josh Allen for the Bills, Lamar Jackson, QB for the Ravens, Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Niners, Dak Prescott, QB for the Cowboys, and Brock Purdy, QB for the 49ers, who a lot of people thought through week what 15 might have been the mvp kind of fell yeah, off there well the there end. was that one game there was that one game there and so uh this this comes down to i think I, before anybody else goes i want to point out that there's a lot of people out there tom brady included it's like it's hard for the mvp this year because there was no great player like there was a lot of good play there was no great quarterback Ooh, play this year disagree and that's coming from that's coming from some of the greats. Like if you look at the numbers, even I wouldn't necessarily, like, the numbers good. are down. Um, the play was kind of down. And I would say the defenses were better this year than they have been in the past. And, and some of the plays been down a little bit. Um,
1: if Ooh, you know, that, I, think that Ma- like, I think Patrick a great, Mahomes, not being a great, the, you're about great quarterback play.
4: Not I think like Pat Mahomes players. not being nominated here is yeah, great, basically great evidence players, of yeah. that. Where it's like Patrick Mahomes um, is obviously the best player in football, I mean, but he's not on this list because numbers are down. Quarterback play was generally down. So you end up in this weird era where it's like Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy are nominated above Patrick Mahomes. What? And it's like, well, yeah, it was just kind of one of those years. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's
2: a da- it's a bit of a down year. And and I know you're going to say something here in a second, Matt. I just want to, like, if you look at the, I'm going to, I'm picking Lamar Jackson here because it's kind of consensus at this point. and And everybody's like, it's got to be Lamar Jackson because of what he did at the end of the year. Which is fine, I guess. I, I, my heart says Christian McCaffrey was probably the most valuable player in the league this year, but it's going to go to Lamar Jackson because it's a QB. But if you look at the numbers, even the the runner up QB the last several years would have gotten the MVP this year if they had re- duplicated that. Like it, it is, it is a down year a bit, and that's Cooper why Cooper Cup
4: would have won MVP if this was the year, maybe.
2: <laughs> if this was the year, Cooper <laughs> Cup would have gotten the MVP. Like, and and you yeah. got to look at that a little bit and and realize like. The numbers are just down a little bit. It feels like the play just didn't look as good and clean as we've seen in the past from a lot of the QBs. And so I think that's why we saw so much fluctuation with the MVP, right? And towards the end of the year, they're like, oh, Brock Purdy's now the favorite because someone else didn't do as well as we thought they were going to do this. How week. many times did we you see know?
1: there be a new front runner? This yeah,
2: it, it was all year long. And so I think that's, but I think it's Lamar Jackson's award this year. I think, I don't think there's a doubt about it. Just the way everybody's just kind of accepted that it was kind of his because he kind of like we talked about he literally put that team on his back almost the entire year and without him they were nothing you know
3: mm-hmm. kind of
2: Allen kind of came on late but he didn't have the numbers for the beginning of the year and
0: turns
3: the ball so over too much
2: yeah yeah and so i think for it's me. just lamar jackson to, to to walk away with it so
0: only only one quarterback uh since 1976 has had
5: 24 or less touchdown passes Uh, sorry, I said that wrong.
0: Only one quarterback since 19. You know what? I got it. One quarterback since 1976, 24 or less touchdown passes and won the MVP award. His name was Steve McNair. Um, back in 2003, Um, Lamar's at 24 and seven this year. We understand his rushing statistics, uh, build into his overall numbers. He also only threw for 3,600 yards. Um, you know, I, these, the numbers aren't great. So don't get me wrong in terms of his quarterback numbers, but um, his efficiency was ridiculous. Um, And I would actually say that it's been a really good year, but yes, there's been a few elite standout players. I don't know how you can say, you could say it about quarterback play if you want to. And I could understand that because uh, what was our touchdown lead? 34. 36, Dak 36. Prescott. Okay, so 36. And, and yeah, 40 has been like the target number for a good year. I, I totally get that. Um, understand that. Uh, we've hit 50 multiple times now, so I, I get it. Uh, Tom obviously did that uh, uh, at least once. Um, but Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill had ridiculously good years. Um, yes, you know, this is Christian McCaffrey's second biggest year statistically or from a yards, a scrimmage yards perspective, uh, his highest number of touchdowns ever. Uh, Tyreek was unfreaking real um, and borderline uncoverable uh, for the majority of the season. He was a game breaker. A uh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. I think those, for those two positions, this was a great year. Uh, if you look yes. at how many quarterbacks were at 950 yards plus, I believe it's the second most running backs ever to be at nine hundred and fifty plus or rushers, I should say, because I got to include a specific quarterback in that. But like I think it's the second most ever. So, yes, this was spread out. But that is what offenses do. Um, When you look at the total number of offensive yards, I believe that this season it was number three or four uh, for the most yards ever um, gained by teams. So as much as defenses are switching to the bend, don't break that we're going to con- see that consistently happening in the way the offenses work now, too, um, and the way that they allow shifts to happen and, and whatnot. But I have a really hard time saying that there was an elite play uh, from certain individuals. I get that the overall statistic and the metric that we judge people by quarterbacks by is touchdowns and you know, yards within the season. But also, too, I mean, the way we're playing football now is a little bit different. Uh, yeah. if you, you know, we, we're not, we're not stat hungry, even to the, to, for passing extent, the way that we were, we are protecting the ball. If you look at that touchdown interception ratio, uh, for the quarterbacks across the board, I, I've not looked at the stat yet. I, I would love to, but I think if you looked at that metric, this has to be one of the better seasons in terms of touchdown interception ratio overall, because we're not gunslinging the way that we used to. They are protecting the
2: unless ball. your name is Josh Allen.
0: Unless it's Josh freaking Allen and you just don't mm-hmm. care about that. But I mean, just think about what the rookie did. Just got done talking about CJ. Jordan Love did a heck of a job. Yeah. Um, you they know, both had the, just like it, a
4: couple of bad three interception games, but otherwise pretty good. Yeah.
0: And, and real, but I'm, I guarantee you, if you looked at touchdown interception, this was a great year for quarterbacks across the league. And that we have, we know now in this era of football is how you win games. So I, I struggle with that a little bit. I'm sorry to make a huge point, but uh, I'm still going to pick Lamar because I think they're going to give it to Lamar. Um, But a hundred percent, I want to pick Christian. So I think Christian had the best a year out of all of those players. And I don't even, I don't know that it's super duper close. Like I, I think he was absolutely better than Lamar.
2: I I feel the same way. I think the actual play, but again, we've talked about It's just a QB. Yeah. I I mean, I would
4: agree with you. I mean, we would, we would be texting throughout the regular season and be like, dude, CMC's the MVP. Like, that's just, it is what it is. Like as soon as he went to that roster, he unlocked, I mean, you guys probably know the record off the top of your head, like regular season with Christian McCaffrey absurd. Like people will attribute that to Brock Purdy as well. But to me, that's a Christian McCaffrey thing. Uh, You put him on that team and he was just the missing piece to that Shanahan offense that it makes it so unstoppable. And there's not a single more valuable person in that this year than him even though i think we would all agree blanket statement most valuable player in the league is probably mahomes just because of it's well yeah how
2: like how bad that team played early on and they still won games because of him yeah
4: he plays the most valuable position and he's the Mm -hmm. best at it in the world so he's inherently the most valuable player but this season it truthfully is cmc but lamar is going to win the award uh and i don't really have huge problems with it Um, I'm going to have more problems with the fact that Josh Allen is probably going to end up in second place with the votes. And I do not agree with that whatsoever. I think it should be CMC as a close second to Lamar. Um, And I won't feel too bad because CMC is going to run away with that offensive player of the year, but this is a Lamar uh, award this year just because that's how it's going to be. And you know, it CMC should have been this year should have been, but I'm going to pick Lamar here.
2: Just like Cup should have been in, in his big year. Yep. Yeah.
4: I mean, at least that year, it's like, okay, you had Rogers through for 40 touchdowns, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, sure. justification. But when we, when you watch those games, it's like week to week, you were following what CMC was doing this year. Week yeah. to week, we weren't necessarily following what Lamar was doing until it got down to crunch time. And we're like, okay, this Ravens team is something. And he, you know, single handedly, you know, did some stuff. But it was, it was like a CMC watch all year long. It was just, uh, Cooper Cup watch all year long that year too, but it's just not enough to take that away from a quarterback.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't need to say anymore. Uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Lamar
0: Jackson. Just <laughs> Grant. He's our uh, every now and then contributor <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Appreciate that input. Now uh,
2: let, Let's let's end the let's end this uh, episode. I think on on coach of the year, right? I think it's kind of the last thing we're doing tonight. I, I think this is the one where we're gonna disagree the most. Yeah, so let's do Coach of the Year. We got Dan Campbell for the Lions, John Harbaugh for the Ravens, D'Amico Ryans for the Texans, Kyle Shanahan for the Niners, and Kevin Stefanski for the Browns. Uh, Grant, you already put your name down. So what you got?
1: Uh, yeah, so all all these coaches made the playoffs this year. Only one of these guys was a rookie head coach. So this is, to me, is very easy. Uh, this is D'Amico Ryans. What he did was incredible. And it's no offense to... Kyle Shanahan, no offense to Kevin Stefanski, uh, no offense to John Harbaugh, uh, no offense even to Dan Campbell. But I mean, with Stefanski, Shanahan, Harbaugh, they've been in the playoffs before. Stefanski's yeah. been in the playoffs before. As much as he did an incredible job, he's been to the playoffs before. But for this team, that was terrible. Won three games last year, had the second overall pick for a reason. Uh, they won 10 games. They increased their wins by seven and made it to the playoffs and won, and won a playoff game. And it actually destroyed Another one who we've talked about as be coach of the year destroyed that team yeah. um, in the playoffs. And we 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 gotta be we gotta call it what it is. They they still look at the first two games, as you said earlier uh, the season. Um and yeah. Easy. It shouldn't be anybody else.
4: Uh well see I have a I guess a similar take, but a much different answer as to why it shouldn't be anybody else. Uh for the record, I think this might be one where narratively, again, this is a Dan Campbell thing potentially here. Um but yeah. to me I look at these and I see five coaches and four of them that at least for the regular season had awesome quarterbacks, except for one. Dan Campbell had an awesome quarterback in the regular season. Jared Goff had a really good year. John Harbaugh coached the MVP of the league. Amiko Ryans coached the best rookie quarterback that we've seen, at least with my own two eyes in my lifetime, um, went to the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan, as much as we, you know, we talk about Brock Purdy. You can't argue with the numbers and the production this year. I'm sorry. Like, I don't think he's an elite quarterback, but he was an awesome quarterback. You look at Kevin Stefanski and that team and what they did, the games that they won with their quarterback situation. You cannot win games without a good quarterback in this league. That's just not how it works. This is an offensive driven league. And obviously you have the help of a guy who I think is going to be the defensive player of the year, in, Miles Garrett. But you still have to coach through that and keep your team together when your quarterback situation is a literal disaster. You've made the worst quarterback signing and contract in the history of any sport.
2: In the history of any
4: sport. And he's not even playing. And when he's playing, he's not playing particularly well. And you still put this hodgepodge together offensively. And by the way, your offense doesn't look terrible at times. And you lose Nick Chubb in the beginning of week one. To me, it's not a question. I think this is a Stefanski award. But. Again, narratively, we we might see more of the D'Amico Ryans because of the turnaround as a rookie head coach or Dan Campbell because the whole Lions saga is something special, truly. And I don't want to take away from that. But to me, it's Kevin Stefanski for that reason.
0: Uh, I'm going to jump on that train. I 100% agree that it's Stefanski because of the reasons that you said. Um, that, is, uh, that is an absolute gauntlet to run as a coach. Um, to lose lose a top three running back in the NFL uh, in the second week to go through four quarterbacks and pull one off the couch and give him a limited play selection and say, have fun. Oh, and by the um, way, you're the Browns too. You yeah, didn't
4: mention that. You're you're yeah, still the
0: Cleveland Browns. You're still the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns. Um I, I think that was incredible uh what he was able to pull off and just understanding the fit of players and the way they did stuff, tremendous coaching. Like awesome job. Like genuinely and I'm taking nothing away from anybody. Um, There's a guy that I would like to give some credit to as well, who's a six-time Super Bowl champion, also happens to be the GM of the Houston Texans. Uh, His name is Nick Casario, and uh, he's a six-time Super Bowl champion because he was the director of uh, player personnel for the Patriots um, and won six Super Bowls with them. Uh, That dude transformed that organization, hired D'Amico Ryans, who I think we all knew was going to be a great coach and nobody's yeah. surprised that they had the turnaround. Uh, if, if you were getting an uh, Executive of the Year award, I should go to that guy. Uh, straight up. Um, and I just love everything that they've done. I'm, I'm taking nothing away from D'Amico here. I, I think he did a fantastic job bringing Stroud around and doing what he did and unleashing him, um, but also at the same time protecting him which is so hard to do, especially with a young guy. Um, protecting him from getting hit, protecting him from himself, brought in great personnel. Uh, you know, As a head coach, those were his calls in terms of his assistance, and he brought in awesome guys around uh, uh, Stroud. So I, I, think, I think it's a 1A, 1B personally. I think Stefanski should get it based on what he endured throughout the course of the season, the adjustments that he made. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had a great year, but he lost to the Ravens, uh, in dramatic fashion on Christmas Day. And if I was going to choose between John and him, I'd probably have to choose John uh, yeah. just because of the season he had. And Dan Campbell's the best story in the league. Uh, but as we talked about, uh, there are people calling for his head right now from the Which, decision-making that, that he that had. Is, that is dumb. That is dumb. It is dumb. But uh, he also had two really bad coaching weeks this year that put him uh, out of the race for me.
1: The the thing that I'm going to say about, about uh, Ryan's and why I think that he edges out here, uh, outside of the fact that his team beat Stefancic's team uh was that they also won the division sure i think that matters i really do they yeah. were the the worst in the division and then they won the division yeah and i, I mean and i know that the ravens were they incredible and it's a jaguars
4: collapse will, for that we, to happen but yes but but, they,
1: but at the same time the also, texans the texans beat beat yeah but the texans beat them. beat them was the worst division football there. it
4: was
0: the worst division of football
1: i still think the south was the worst division of football NFC I think it's South. Worse than this wow NFC South was worse than the NFC South. Both Souths. They were
3: terrible. Both South were terrible. NFC was pretty the,
1: bad, actually. Sleeper bad. Sleeper think, bad division. <laughs> NFC oh come weird. on. I, Hater. I, I, I think I think the, the thing extra, too that I, I give the edge to D'Amico is that is the the talent that the Texans had was obviously lesser if you look at overall over the twenty two players on the field. Did have a top ten defense. I coming in. Y- yeah, yeah, but 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 some some of these players hadn't been any like Derek Sealing, we I thought agree. might have been might, might not have been a good a good pick because he had a terrible rookie year and he got hurt. And he yeah, got but, hurt then we, and, but then we found out awesome, that
4: right. Nico Collins and Tank Dell and all those guys are actually freaking awesome. Are good, yeah, yeah. when they get the ball thrown. Yeah, to them. but but I, I, I better than any like, skill like, guys Stefanski, on Cleveland right now.
1: Stefanski, we already knew what the Browns could be. Like they like this team. Like they we like yeah, this team has been good. Like they they've, they've roughly haven't changed a whole lot when they were in the playoffs a couple of years ago. That Ross overall has. It's pretty much stayed the same. and, and Well, it so- did it when they
0: lost their starting quarterback, their backup quarterback, and their starting Pro Bowl running Joe back.
4: Flacco off the couch, who, by the way, because of that, was in the Comeback Player of the Year Award, and yeah. Spansky is part of that. I, me- I, yeah, but
1: also Domingo Ryan spanked him in the playoffs. Just saying. Spanked I, him. You're not wrong.
4: doesn't count. But does it count
1: towards they're the consideration to for this award? They're going to look, no, they're going to look at it. We know they're going to look at it. That's why I'm saying so. If <laughs> so they're going to look at it, so then coaches, it should count. One of those coaches then, then it's had something an to awesome add.
4: quarterback in that game, which is the reason why they won that game. I, I mean, I will just
0: say Stefanski did what he did also in the toughest division in football. Yeah. That's you true. Know, like yeah. There's that, too. So the first division ever to be of uh, all four teams are on, with winning records. They are in the AFC, yeah. by
4: the way, and they made the playoffs with the worst quarterback like, situation out of any playoff team. So, yeah. you've got well, okay, let's, let's go Steelers. through this. Well, yeah, let's go through this. Yeah.
2: Deshaun Watson, <laughs> right? That's, that's who started the year. You had Dorian Thompson Robinson. You had you PJ Walker. In
0: yeah.
2: Also you had Jeff not. Driscoll. And you had Driscoll Joe played?
1: Flacco.
4: He, mm-hmm. he played he
1: played one game, I think. Played oh, I think one that was game.
4: For Flacco, right? Yeah. Joe. Yeah. And then they were like, oh my Five. God, called Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Five QBs, and they were eleven and I it six, and, and they didn't really those... try in Week 18 either. They yeah. they were just and, and,
0: and
2: three of tough. those losses were with Deshaun Watson.
0: I, I no, don't get me wrong. Like but we said, all that's this stuff, phenomenal. Mike, You and I both do hope that D'Amico gets it because we love him. Oh yes, I want, I want him to there get it. There are a
4: it. lot of deserving guys for this award this year. To be clear, I, I just think he's the most. Yeah, deserving. it's a great year for coaches. It's um, a great year. I,
2: I, I like your take on the Dan Campbell, like dark horse, but I still think Campbell, this is where the lions were supposed to be.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like, this
2: year they were supposed to be, if, in if anything, NFC it's like the, game.
4: it's the like, Dan Campbell lions arc of the last three seasons built up to this moment. And maybe that's yeah. why you give it to him. But like for individual season performance as a coach, Stefanski do, really cooked up something. Just to
0: do they their, give out coordinator so of the year because they, they do. Should. They do. I uh, didn't put it on here.
4: I I voted. They do. I voted Ben Johnson when I wrote it down in my notes because heck they have, yeah they have it on the honors page. I feel like well, that was just kind I feel of like I clear. Be
1: it should be. I mean for the for defensive should be Mike McDonald. I mean bet. They, they they just have one, one
4: uh, coordinator of the year. So yeah, it's, it's they,
2: not
0: offensive oh, coordinator. Yes. It, well, oh, okay. then it's Ben Johnson. They'll probably get yeah. they had coordinators in there actually. As we're saying his name. We, we do need, we got to say it out loud that Ben Johnson did today inform both the Seahawks and the Commanders that he is returning to Detroit. Um, honestly, thank I, God. You, then uh, Grant, <laughs> Grant was. Uh,
1: but, but now, I, I know, I, I want Mike McDonald so, yeah, so Grant, bad.
0: Grant so manifested. you reverse course already?
1: No. You're well, like, the, I
0: want offense.
1: Well, yeah. I but, then, want well, but now he's I not want available. the best available. It was yeah. Honestly, if, if it was down to those two, which I think it sounded like, the, like oh, that okay. was who the Seahawks are waiting on. They were waiting to interview these guys until they were available. Um, I would have been happy even if Ben Johnson was, uh, didn't recuse his name. Yeah. I would have been happy with Mike McDonald because what, what Mike McDonald has been saying and what the players have said about him has been nothing but praise yeah. for this guy. So, And they, they interviewed him today. So I'm hopeful when I wake up tomorrow morning, well, Mike McDonald will be the coach of the CLC. Mike and I are just
0: really excited because all these guys are getting hired and they're leaving our 49er coordinators alone. <laughs> for like so, the first
2: time in like five yeah. years.
0: Well, I think this is gonna be like a D'Amico year where Wilkes Wilkes got all those interviews, but it like was for certain places that he wasn't gonna get hired. Yeah. You know, necessarily. I also think
4: there are a handful of coordinators like Ben Johnson probably who are just kind of waiting for next season. Cause I think that's when you start looking at eagles cowboys teams like that are probably going to be opening mm. up because like what the eagles don't get this year Ugh. with the, the well, coordinator hires that hey, they've made and yeah. i didn't like, get the chance get to
0: say it yet who the frick was right about that by the way mr sirianni going to get fired and i'm like no they're going to fire the coordinators it's one and
4: thing to be technically happened? right but also wrong because i, think I am 100 percent right it. well yeah but they you got you matched their decision but i don't think it's the right decision oh that's I'm fine saying. But he I I didn't care about that. I, just, I didn't care about that part. I was saying this is what the NFL does.
0: Well, I they thought don't maybe do they that would to a smart guy decision who just went once. to the My Super fault. Bowl.
4: My fault I thought they would make a smart decision.
0: Yeah, well, you Hey, listen. Okay, if you were if we were talking about the Cowboys, I would have just ran you out of the conversation uh, making smart decisions, but uh, I, the Eagles are a slightly better organization overall currently and uh, I do think it's the right decision. I think you you have to give a guy a chance when he loses both coordinators in one year. I understand he hired the guys he hired, but, um, yeah, I th- I think, I don't know. I think the Eagles will actually be a little better going into next year depending on what they do for a personnel They better standpoint. be. But. As
5: long as Dave uh, Hurts throw another
2: 18 interceptions or whatever. All right,
5: was. we voted. Is that all of it? That's it. I think we freaking did it.
0: Okay. That's it. So, this next week, uh, hopefully by next week, Grant is feeling better. He's been trucking along this episode. Uh, way to go Grant way his, to be a man his, his okay. tum tum not this feeling well this is the
1: Michael Jordan flu game just saying <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what this is you didn't
0: talk
4: for half the episode yeah.
1: I was also not here for half the episode 100% so.
4: trivia 5 takes
1: let's go there you go correct one, on all of them. one
4: disappearance from the mic <laughs> <That's> <laughs> one right. disappearance uh no, we, uh, as we go
0: into this next week, though, we'll be paying attention to this because I do want to see who wins these awards. I've, I obviously we've all been really interested in see outfalls. I zag, I zag- more falls. than everybody
1: else. So that I could, I could look, I could, I could. You I could tell yourself this. this every time you zag. And, and. you was like, looking, I zagged, I might I win. zagged and I was only three games behind you in the total totality of the season. And currently and- for playoffs, I'm tied for first. Yeah, Eat my shorts.
0: Which Mike is in the last, which is awesome, by the way. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Super Bowl. But we all know where he's going with it anyway. Um, no, I I'm, I'm Marty Schreiber,
2: it man. It's all about the regular season. Fine.
0: Well, <laughs> we got to get out of here because we're at the end of what we got time for. But next week, we're going to be all about the Super Bowl in the preview episode. We're talking about it. Uh, we're pretty pumped because we're coming to the epitome of it, but then we also know that there's six months of darkness ahead of us. Um, so, as excited as we are for the Super Bowl, and as much fun as we know it's going to be next week, uh, we, and we will be geared up for it. We know that the winter is coming, if you will. You, you
2: say six months of darkness, but that's that's my time to. I mean, I get I get deep nerdy. Yeah,
0: that's that's I know. Well, and in that respect, I was I was going to wait to announce it next week, but I will say we uh, we will be taking our normal hiatus. We'll be off for two months. Uh, We'll do our post-Super Bowl episode and then we'll be off for two months. We'll be coming back in April with a draft preview special and then we will be live on YouTube for the first time uh, for the NFL draft. Uh, And so we're super excited uh, to uh, add a few different components to what we do. Uh, But also, we just love the NFL draft and we're going to lose our minds for three plus hours hanging out in the same room uh, eating food and uh, being pissed off at Mike for how often he's right. But uh, we will have a great episode next week. Super looking forward to it. Hopefully, Grant feels better and isn't staring off into the abyss like he is right now. What the crap is that thing you put in front of us? Never mind. We need to get out of here. Uh, we will see you next week. Enjoy uh, the horrible Pro Bowl games that we forgot to mention the entire time. It's boo, don't watch, him. don't
4: care, don't care, boo. Don't let's watch, don't watch
0: the tug of war. We'll see you next week. This is Sports FM.